Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Opening Drive on 101 ESPN. With Kerry Davis, I'm Randy Carricker at 7 o'clock. Your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. And Happy Valentine's! Happy Valentine's! Great to have you with us, uh, CD. How you doing this morning? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm I'm just uh, I'm a happy camper. Happy Valentine's! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, everybody, I hope you're all set for uh, for Valentine's. If you are not set right now, we make a recommendation to you. Uh, there's a spectacular florist at every single Schnucks store in town. Go to the Schnucks florist. They have balloons. They have flowers. They're absolutely beautiful. The best bakery in town is at Schnucks. So you still have time to solve any problems that might be awaiting you when you get home tonight. And we do have a special Valentine's Day edition of Ask Uncle Randy coming up at the bottom of the hour. So you can text in. You can even send in a mic drop with uh, your voice. You might want to disguise the voice if your significant <laughs> other listens. But uh, either way, we're going to have a special Valentine's Day edition of Ask Uncle Randy. And uh, we have a, a lot of stuff going on today. We're going to talk to Panger later. We're going to talk to Mike Claiborne. We're going to talk to our friend Xavier Scruggs about the Cardinals, who will announce soon, according to Derek Gould at stltoday.com and Katie Wu at The Athletic. Carry the jump. Zalock is set to sign an extension as the Cardinals president of baseball operations, a two-year deal that'll take him through the 2024 season until 2025. That's very good. I mean, we were, that was kind of one of the uh, things we talked about on the offseason, not having him under contract, not knowing what his future would be. Uh, him knowing it now, it, it, it I'm sure it alleviates some of the pressure of what he can do for the next couple of seasons and, and hopefully uh, we are ready to rock and roll, and you know, no pun intended, we're ready to rock and roll with the Cardinals. And I have always had a good relationship with Mo, as you know. I like him, and I, I think he likes me. I don't know. It's, it's, it's just something that I, I, I get the sense of. The great thing about Randy is he's smart, he's open-minded. You know, so. Very good. Wait, can I can I hear that one more time? Sure. And the great thing about Randy is he's smart, he's open-minded. Yeah, yeah. Do you notice how I like how he, he breaks a little bit at the very end of it? Yep. And I get this. So Moe's been around since the, essentially Walt Jockety came in in 1995. So I've gotten him to know him reasonably well over the years. And one thing that I've learned is that... Well, as they say, never get mad, but never forget. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yeah. That is some wise... Those are some wise words. 
Yeah. Never get mad, but never forget. That, that, that's something to hold on to. Far be it for me to jump in on this one. Yeah, <laughs> I like it, Mo. <laughs> so here's a guy that, uh, CD, I, I mentioned to Matthew earlier. I, I love the Mike Tomlin phrase. Okay, let's just, we're going to give the news here, okay? Yeah. Guy's been the general manager and president of baseball operations for 15 years. Mm -hmm. The franchise has had a winning season every single year that he has been the general manager or president of baseball operations. In 15 years, including 10 of the last 14, they have been in the playoffs 10 times. 10 of his 15 years, they've been in the playoffs. They've won a pennant. They've uh, won a World Series. So they've been in the World Series twice in that time. And yes, have the Cardinals made mistakes financially? Did they sign Dexter Fowler to a bad contract? Mm -hmm. Yes. Did they sign Mike Leake to a bad contract? Yes. Did they sign Brett Cease to a bad contract? Yes. Did they sign Andrew Miller to a bad contract? Yes. Did they sign Matt Carpenter to a bad contract? Yes. Have they given up some prospects? Yes, they have. They they gave up the best pitcher in maybe all of baseball right now in Sandy Alcantara for a guy who, again, we have to be retroactive here and go back to the day the deal was made. Marcelo Zuna was coming off a silver slugger gold glove season in which he had 37 homers and 124 runs batted and the Cardinals needed a bat. Yeah. I think Cardinal Nation would have been furious if indeed the Cardinals had not gotten a bat. People want to actually blame John Mosellock. I've seen it on the Twitter machine. People are critical of the Nolan Arenado trade because Nolan Arenado wanted to come here. Why would you be critical of somebody developing a culture in which the best players in baseball <laughs> want to play there? I don't understand that. The, and Mo was a big part of building that culture as well. So I look at the big picture and I, I look at it from a, I hope, rational Cardinal fans' perspective. I like the way the Cardinals are set up. I do too. I, I'm excited about. You know, where they are. I think people are frustrated with Mo. I, Randy, I'm in a fantasy league with some of my it's, – it's been a long league with some of my, my uncle's friends in California. And there's this one guy who in the league, we have a group thread, and, and he always texts in when people get to chiming in how many championships you got because he's won the championship in the league over and over mm -hmm. again. And I think that's the mindset of Cardinals fans. How many championships you got? We, we care about the, the postseason appearances. We care trades. All of those things are awesome. But at the end of the day, people want to know how many championships mm -hmm. you got. And that that is probably the the, the ideal of a, the sentiment of a lot of Cardinals fans. They want to win more championships. And we are greedy. We are mm -hmm. a, a fan base that expects to win every single year. Now, that's not probably not going to happen because it's never happened for any franchise. But that's the, the expectation and the mindset. I think Mo has done a fantastic job. I think he's really got this organization and, and has the, the farm system where – you know, you have multiple top 100 players year in and year out, and probably we'll, we'll talk to Xavier Scruggs about this guy later, but potentially the rookie of the year coming into this year. Mm -hmm. So I think we're in the right place. I think Mo has done a fantastic job of leading this organization, and I'm glad that he got a couple of more years. And that championship, Randy, will come. I think I think it's right around the corner. Yeah, and Kerry, since John Mozeliak took over as the Cardinals President of Baseball Operations for the 2008 season. So, uh, Walt Jockety was here through 2007. Mo takes over for uh, 2008. The Philadelphia Phillies won under Pat Gillick. The Yankees won under Brian Cashman. The the Giants did win three under Brian Sabia. Mosaic has won one 
Uh, you had the Red Sox winning under Theo. You had the Royals winning under Dayton Moore. You had the Cubs winning under Theo. So Theo Epstein has two. Uh, the Astros won one under Jeff Luno. The Red Sox won under Dave Dombrowski. The Nationals won under Mike Rizzo. The Dodgers won under Andrew Friedman. Braves won under uh, uh, Alex Anthopoulos. And then the Astros won last year under the now deposed former general manager James Click. So how many world championships do you have? Well, there's two guys in Moe's tenure that do have more. Mm -hmm. Brian Cashman doesn't have more. Andrew Friedman doesn't have more. Uh, Alex Anthopoulos doesn't have more. The two guys are Theo, who won in Boston and in Chicago, Mm -hmm. and Brian Sabian. Those Those are the guys. So does everybody else suck? I mean, <laughs> if you're Cardinals, maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> so so I, I look, again, I, li- I like to think that I- I'm rational, and I look big picture at this situation. So I am willing to give the Cardinals and Mosaic the benefit of the doubt. And CD, you hit the nail on the head with the idea that Keith Law right now has the Cardinals rated as the number nine farm system Mm -hmm. in all of baseball. Pretty much universally, they're a top 10 farm system. Yet, in Mosaic's tenure, they have never drafted in the top 10. I believe they've only drafted in the top 15 one time in the time that he has been the Pobo. So, I I think that uh, the Cardinals signing him to the extension is a good thing. I am bullish, to use one of his terms, on the Cardinals in the next few years as he is in charge. Yeah, like I said, I'm excited. I think my my main concern, Randy, is when you have the cornerstones of your franchise in, in Goldie and Arenado right now, you got to get those younger guys up here mm-hmm. to be able to play with those guys so they can experience what it's like to be around MVP candidate players in their prime, to be around professionals that, that are doing it at the highest level and you want that younger core, that younger group of guys to come up and say, hey, we want to help win a championship for those guys. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a combination of young and old. And when you're able to have that and, they, and everyone is playing at a high level, that's when you yeah. have championship teams. Right. One other question, by the way, for the texters, if you'd like to text in 314-399-9646, 314-399-YOHO. And we'll take your texts and your mic drops throughout the day on your feelings about the Cardinals giving John Mozeliak the extension. I do believe that, in you, uh, again, I, I'm trying to look at this from a, a big-picture perspective. Uh, I do believe that baseball really respects the Cardinals, too. I think if Mozeliak's contract had been allowed to expire, mm-hmm. that there would have been multiple suitors for his services after this season. Oh, definitely. They'd have been knocking his door down. Uh, just yeah. just waiting. And, and you, don't wanna, you didn't want him to go into the season not knowing what his future would be. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to do the job. I mean, Randy, if you don't know if you're going to have a job in six months, are you going to do that job as effectively as you can? Or are you going to be focusing on what the next job yeah. could or potentially should be? Yeah. Uh, you're 100% right. Yeah, you're going to be thinking about the next thing. And if you're the Cardinals, you can't have that happen. Correct. And he's been aggressive. People say, well, he's not aggressive enough. I would argue, 
that in the last six years with the acquisitions of Ozuna and then Goldschmidt and then Nolan Arnato, no other franchise has made three bigger trades than that. If you've got somebody at, at the top of your mind, a team that's traded for an MVP and a guy who finished third in the MVP voting, please pass that along uh, via the text line. <laughs> Blues back in action. Matthew Kachuk and the Panthers in town tonight at 6 o'clock. Pre-game, 7 o'clock face-off here on 101 ESPN. The Blues trying to get that winning streak going now. You only win one, it's not a winning streak. You win two... It's back to back, but you win three. You're doing something. You, you, that's the that's what they call a winning streak, and, and it, it has happened, happened before. before. <laughs> <laughs> so you you have that, and uh, what other? I thought there was one other note. I, I guess I don't have another note for you. Not a whole hell of a lot going on tomorrow. The Billikens play. Uh, they're back in action tomorrow, and I think Mizzou plays tonight, if I'm not mistaken, M-I-Z. Yes, they play the Tires. Uh, Mizzou and Auburn? Auburn Tires, okay. I should say, uh, uh, 6 p.m., and also Illinois uh, plays Penn State. All right, so M-I-Z, I-L-L. Z-O-U, and I-L-L? I-N-I. All right, go Brad Underwood. <laughs> so there you have it. We're off and running here on 101 ESPN. Kerry, Randy, and Matthew. Coming up, there are still a couple of openings among head coaching jobs in the NFL. One of those openings has the fans calling for an owner to get the heck out. We'll tell you about it next on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN and ESPN.com. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Sure, the NFL season is over, but the NFL is 24-7, 365. It never ends. And, Kerry, we've still got a couple of coaching openings in Indianapolis and in Arizona. And Shane Steichen, the Philadelphia offensive coordinator, was flying to Indy yesterday, presumably to sign a contract to become the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. What do you think? Well, there was a report that Adam Schefter was reaching, that the Colts had reached out to other potential candidates to tell them that they would not be getting the job. That's a novel thought there. Yeah, yeah, pretty good idea. That's a pretty amazing (laughs) thought that you would be a franchise to reach out to the other candidates to let them know that you would not be pursuing them because you already have your head coach in mind. And yes, um, there are are reports that Shane Steichen will become the next head coach of the the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Interesting that he is replacing Frank Reich, who was also an OC for the for the Philadelphia mm-hmm. Eagles and got that job after winning the Super Bowl. Uh, Shane Steichen will probably take this job after losing the Super Bowl, but you know it's just an opportunity for for him. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if he is the, the. This is always the interesting part when you when you hire OCs because if the head coach is the one calling the plays or if the head coach is the one that is putting that offense together. You never really know what you're getting with with offensive coordinators because some of them, in my experience, are not always easy people to have conversations with. They're not always conversationalists. Let me just give you an example. And this is not an offensive coordinator. It's a head coach. But uh, legend has it that Bill Walsh would be walking down the halls in the 49ers facility and would be oblivious to the rest of the world. He'd be walking, he'd be writing down a play on a sheet and would have just no social interaction with anybody at all because he was just so engrossed in plays being in his head. They are so tied into what's going on and how to get... Uh, the the advantage versus a defense. Defensive coordinators are generally different in how they handle teams and and players, but offensive coordinators are 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 like computers in a sense where they just focus on 
the outcome of, of a certain circumstance. And so we'll see how he is uh, as a head coach once he gets this opportunity, should he be named the head coach. Now, Jonathan Gannon, the Eagles defensive coordinator, is one of the finalists for the Arizona Cardinals, along with Lou Anarumo, the defensive coordinator from Cincinnati. So the, the, they already have a general manager in place. They're going to hire a head coach, pr- presumably from one of those two. But I thought it was very interesting. Dan Bickley, who is legendary as a columnist in Arizona, wrote at ArizonaSports.com that the time has come for Michael Bidwill, as he wrote it, to start concentrating on winning Super Bowls rather mm. than hosting Ooh. Super Bowls. Ooh. And kind of a, a backhanded idea that the Bidwill family should sell the team, which is never going to happen, by yeah. the way. It'd be crazy to sell an NFL team, Correct. right? But the, they don't. It's kind of like what happened here in St. Louis with the, with the Big Red. Mm. They they don't like the way the team is operated. And sometimes, and I like Michael Bidwell a lot, but sometimes the best thing an owner can do is hire somebody, put them in charge, step back, and say, "Okay, I, I'm going to admit that I don't know what I'm doing here. You run this thing." That takes a lot of. Uh, you would have to set your ego aside, your pride aside. And be able to be willing to say that. I think of Jerry Jones in in Dallas. He's one of the owners that cannot step aside and allow anyone else to run the organization. And you've seen where that organization has been since Jimmy Johnson left. We, we talk about Barry Switzer. That was that was still Jimmy Johnson's team. They they haven't had that great success since then. Sometimes you do have to step out of the way and and allow the people that you hire to actually do the job that you hire them to do. That. Cardinals are an organization or a franchise that I, I, it's hard to, to, to figure out. You would assume that they've had so much great talent coming in and out of those doors for the last 20-plus mm-hmm. 20, 20 years where you would feel like maybe a championship would be you know, on their resume or, or, or multiple championship appearances. It just doesn't happen for them for whatever reason. And if the owner does not know how to run the business effectively or, or is not doing things that need to be done in order to win championships, then you might need to figure out. Or, or if you're a fan, there's always the the option of not going. Yeah, and right. When you stop yeah. going, when it's get when it gets bad enough, people will stop showing up. And Kerry, I I look at their situation, knowing what we know now about Steve Wilkes. They had to know that in the building for mm-hmm. a year. I know they had a terrible season under Steve Wilkes, but just because he had that bad year. They fire him and hire Cliff Kingsbury, and then they go out and get a 5'10 quarterback who can't see over the line, and now we know is probably pretty lazy as well. And not only do they forego the Wilkes, it it shouldn't have been an experiment for them, it was, but they also forego utilizing the 10th pick in the draft in Josh Rosen and, and getting any value out of him. And not only that, but you had the opportunity to get like a Nick Bosa Mm -hmm. with the first pick in the draft in which you took Kyler Murray. How much better is Steve Wilkes? We'll find out next year. How much better Steve Wilkes is if he has Nick Bosa as part of his defense? Well, that's the frustrating thing for me about the Steve Wilkes fire is you fired him after you drafted a quarterback that couldn't, that you felt could not play. Well, you draft, you all drafted him. You all, and and I don't know, maybe Steve Wilkes is the one that that was standing on the table for Josh Rosen. I, I don't know that. I wasn't in that room. But whoever decided to draft Josh Rosen and then realized he couldn't play, and then you get rid of him and the head coach, that, that doesn't seem like a fair deal. And then uh, you, you, I've said this before, you signed Cliff Kingsbury to an extension, and you ask him the following year. And so, Kerry, the other part of this, 
is that Steve Kime kept his job yeah. for a long time. The general manager, who presumably hired, and this is why I think Michael Bidwell made mistakes, because this is the guy that presumably hired Wilkes to replace Bruce Arians, fired Wilkes and brought in Kingsbury, but also cost you a lot of money and a lot of investment on Josh Rosen, mm-hmm. and then probably wasted a number one overall pick with Kyler Murray. Yeah. It probably should have been before now that he was fired there. It, well, it, it, did he get fired or did he step away? Because he, he never, yeah, well, he didn't technically get fired. Yeah. He kind of is a health issue. I think and, he probably had a, a, a nice parachute to float it, it, down. There you go. <laughs> and sometimes it goes that way. I don't know what the Cardinals are going to do or, or where, what direction they're going to be in. I think that from from what I've known about them, they have a, a I think it's a great organization in terms of how they treat their players mm-hmm, and how they handle their, their business. But for whatever reason, it hasn't translated into multiple winning seasons where, you know, you feel like there you you've wasted some of those guys, some of the talent that you've had. DeAndre Hopkins, you have you've had JJ Watt, you you've had uh, Zach Ertz, you you've had some talented players in that organization. You had Larry Fitzgerald and Anquan Bolden. They got to a Super Bowl, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't... Kurt. Kurt Warner. They were playing the Steelers, unfortunately, that year. But that's why they were in the Super Bowl. Exactly. Kurt does that with bad organizations. He he did a great job. He understands how to (laughs) maneuver in those those ways. Okay, we got a couple more things. Number one, today Aaron Rodgers starts four days and four nights of darkness, apparently. Could you handle... What does that mean? Is he like it's not? A, it's a darkness retreat. He just he, he's like in solitary, baby. So he's in prison. <laughs> he, basically, 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 yeah, yeah. No, I'm okay. Okay, and I guess they give him. I don't know how he gets his food. I don't know. And how does he know what he's eating? You're just in dark. Yes, yeah, darkness. It's like being in the hole. Like if you're in prison, like yeah. you are in solitude by yourself. I, I'm okay with that. No, I'm good. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to pretend like I'm in prison if I'm not in prison. No, I I can't do it either. I have to get up and go to the bathroom. Well, I could, I could <laughs> now, Randy. I could be in a room for four days, like just with the TV oh, and yeah. nothing, and, and, and no like a outside. Whole stack of Girl oh Scout man, cookies. listen, I, I would be fine. <laughs> Bring me a pitcher of lemonade, some Girl Scout cookies. I'll see you in four days. TV working? Yeah, good. I don't even need my phone. I, I can leave the phone as long as I know everybody's okay. I'm I would, good. I would love to try that without the phone. That'd no, be, that would be that'd be very interesting. That would be awesome. And then sad news yesterday. We learned after our show that our, our friend Conrad Dobler had passed away at the age of 72. And Conrad had a, a rough go of it over the last 10 or 12 years of his life. His, uh, his health had really taken a turn for the worse. And he was one of the more colorful people in the history of the NFL. Had a Sports Illustrated cover that said the dirtiest man in football <laughs> and had so many stories, so many stories told about him. And I texted Dan Deardorff, one of Conrad's best friends, just my uh, sorrow at the passing of Conrad Dobler. And Dan had the perfect response. He said, heaven is a lot more colorful with Hanny and Conrad reunited. <laughs> and there's no doubt about that. Yeah, that's awesome. So, and yeah, Conrad Dobler was, he, he was very funny. But he, and and Dan has mentioned this, his football, because of the dirty label, is underrated. Mm -hmm. He turned himself into a really good football player. He's one of the best guards in the league. He was a two-time All-Pro. And he's still known as one of the, well, one of the dirtiest players in the history of the game. He bit people's fingers. You shouldn't put your finger in people's face, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what I think. You don't want to get your finger bit. Don't stick your finger in someone's face, Matt. Keep your hands to yourself. So Conrad Dobler, a St. Louis Sports Hall of Famer and one of the all-time great St. Louis athletes, 
dead at the age of 72. That's Carrie. I'm Randy. That's our take. Uh, that's our look at the NFL. Coming up, get your text into the Air Comfort Service text line, 314-399-9646. That's 314-399-YOHO. From wherever you are, if you have an Ask Uncle Randy question, if you want to leave one on the uh, the old mic drop, uh, it's Valentine's. So uh, it's it's pretty important here. <laughs> It is. It's uh, it's Happy Valentine's. Yeah, so, so if you have a Valentine's Day uh, special Tuesday edition to ask Uncle Randy, we've got your answers next on 101 ESPN. Warm weather means homework for homeowners. If your homework means a new deck, turn to the deck experts at Hackman Lumber. Browse the largest inventory of decking materials and deck accessories in Missouri at Hackman Lumber Company. Talk with their experts about treated lumber, cedar, timber tech, trex, evergreen, and azek to find the best deck for you. Check out endless choices of railings, balusters, and LED deck lighting options. Hackman Lumber Company will not be undersold on in-stock decking materials guaranteed. You can choose to do it yourself with Hackman's expert advice, or they can recommend reputable contractors to do the work for you. Hackman Lumber says. St. Peter's is your go-to place for a huge selection of quality bedding plants, perennials, and hanging baskets. They also carry topsoil and potting mix for your gardening needs. Come visit all Hackman Lumber Showrooms in St. Charles, Pacific, and Troy, Missouri, or online at hackmanstl.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You've been listening to the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN and ESPN.com. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Got a question for Uncle Randy? Let him dive into his infinite well filled with wisdom to find you answers. Text 314-399-9646. It's Ask Uncle Randy on 101 ESPN. I've been around, you know. So it's a day of romance. It's a day of flowers and candy. Guys, we have great listeners, BLIS, best listeners in sports. We have great listeners not only here in St. Louis, but all over the country. Yesterday I came in, and there's a box waiting for us and a card that says, to the opening drive crew from an Arizona super fan. We have uh, great listeners all over the country. And a a great care package from a place called... uh, Divine Gourmet in Chandler, Arizona. So, thank you. Thanks to our our, our friends thank you for and listening. The, yeah, and we, we love you in Arizona, we, and we love you in St. Louis. So yes. we, we appreciate it. a lot of cool stuff in the box, and because it's a day of romance and flowers and candy and maybe even rings, it's a special Tuesday Valentine's Day edition of early, Ask Uncle Randy. Yeah. Early edition. Yeah, and not that we aren't going to have it tomorrow because you might screw up today and you might oh, need some buddy. help tomorrow. Oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I already saw one texter that, that may have messed up already. I don't know if you saw okay. that, Rock. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so uh, we'll get to your text right now. Let's uh, let's take it away, Matthew. Okay. Guys, just a blanket statement going into this Ask Uncle Randy. I think it's mm-hmm. fair. 
It's not that hard, guys. Again, schnooks. Oh, schnooks. schnooks. Yeah, schnooks. They'll, they'll take care of you. And uh, any, you hey, walk in there with a saw buck, you're walking out with a happy wife. There, there you, you go. go. Yep. So I mean, this isn't that, this isn't that complicated. You like that? Did, you, did you like that? Did you like that? You like that? Hi, Rockio. <laughs> yep. uh, I have a question for Randy. My fiance and I leave for the Bahamas on Sunday. She is telling me Congrats. that I don't need to buy her a present for today. Should I trust that? At the very least, take care of her with flowers and candy, and it's too late to get reservations. So if you aren't going anywhere tonight for dinner, if you don't have reservations, make her a favorite meal. I would say that that would be, at the very least, adequate. Yes, you're going on a trip. You're going to have a lot of fun. You're going to do Valentine's Day, hopefully for a week. So you have a good time there. (laughs) But uh, yeah, get her some flowers today and uh, make her a nice meal. And Randy, my wife, and I said no gifts this year because we're taking a trip this weekend instead. I feel like I should still get her flowers. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. As we Same said thing. to the very first texter, yeah. Uh, there's a reason that all those flowers are out there at uh, at Schnooks and uh, you mentioned one. our friends at Walter Dole. Walter Dole. Yep. They do a fantastic do. job there. They're out there, and yes, the flowers are there for you to pick up to provide for your significant other, your bride, your girlfriend, whomever. Yes. But 1-800-Flowers. I mean, just make the phone call right now if you need to. There's there's ways to make it happen. Ooh, this is... This is okay, dear Uncle okay. Randy, I'm up for transfer to the East Coast, and my girlfriend will not likely follow me. How long after V-Day do I wait to reveal the news? Ooh. As long as you possibly can. <laughs> okay? So you know you're leaving. Uh, so th- right now, this is clearly not a relationship that you're so invested in that you can't live without her, right? Because you took the job over her. But that being the case, if you can uh, give her, she's got to get some notice, I guess. So what I would do is, depending on when you're going to leave, if you can give her, because you, you are in a serious enough relationship that you're texting into our show, I would say that if you give her three weeks, I think three weeks is a good time. Say, I, I, I got a new job, you, but you don't want to come along, mm-hmm. and this is something that's very important to me. So, in three weeks, it's sayonara, adios, vamos, uh, I'm out of here. <laughs> don't say it that way, but <laughs> see you, baby. See you, sucker, so long. Uh, see no, you soon. Hasta la vista. You're just, yeah, you're justing it. I got you. Uh, Uncle Randy, I accidentally called my girlfriend my ex's la- my ex's name last night when I gave her an early Valentine's present. Mm. How can I get things back to where it was you before can't. this mistake? That's where can bad, I take her it? to win things over? Bad. You got to ride that one out, sir. That's How close very to the bad. names? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it, no, doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. That's very bad. It doesn't matter. You so, got to ride that the, one out. The question is, how do I get out of this? Uh, yeah, how do I get things back to where it was before? I hear the wise wisdom on this one. <laughs> Randy, I, I got to go ahead. I, I, I want to tell you just, a story about you, a guy that you, got out of something one You time. have to throw yourself at the mercy of the court on this one. <laughs> it, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, just say, uh, no, uh, what you have to do is make her know that she is the one you think of all the time say hey, it was a freudian slip i didn't mean it i don't love her i don't like her i don't care about her you're the only one you need to tell your significant other that she's the only one and that it was just a bad psychological mistake and sometimes those happen shouldn't mm-hmm. happen shouldn't happen but sometimes, yeah, they, do. sometimes yeah. they do yeah you got a story for us well i was just gonna say i had a teammate who was in who was running late to a team workout and decided to run his car into 
the uh, 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 uh oh, yeah. he had a little accident just mm-hmm. so he wouldn't that would be his excuse for being <laughs> late he, he he took it to a drastic extent i mean it, you know if you got you got banged up he couldn't be late for the workout per se so you know sometimes mm-hmm. people go to the extreme to get out of things. Right? That's how Ben Roethlisberger got in a motorcycle accident. Uh, not I'm just, I, mean, nah, I, nah. I know exactly who it was, and that's why I'm saying I don't, I don't nah. know if I ever told you guys this one, but uh, DeMarco Farr used to sit in Kerry Davis's chair. I'm not going to name any names here aside from DeMarco, but one time he had another guy from the league that was coming into town and play a game, and he said, hey, can you get me two separate pairs of tickets? DeMarco said, sure, no problem. Well, Carrie, you know the family oh, section. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. no. You know the family. Oh, yeah. oh no. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so oh, no. DeMarco's lining up against this guy. <laughs> and he's saying, I didn't mean in the same section. I meant one in the lower deck, one in the upper deck. They were right next to each other. Didn't... Well, was too se- they were in the same section. Yeah, not good. Clo- too close. Not too good. Too close for comfort. Yeah, Can buddy. you imagine that conversation? I, I, bet I that couldn't imagine was... going through a game and, and, and knowing that they were in the same. Oh, yeah. When he, when he saw the tip, I mean, he might have saw the tickets and saw the, oh, no. No, he saw them. He saw them in the stands. He saw them. Say, oh, I was just saying, you, you yeah. at one point he like, got blindsided because like halfway maybe through the play, he's like, are they talking to each other? No, yeah, that's all. Yeah. Not yeah. good. So he was talking to DeMarco the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> Dear, dear Uncle Randy, I just dropped 30k on a renovation project at the homestead. Work started yesterday. Does that count as a Valentine's gift? Yes. If it's not your home theater, yes. If it's if it's something for her that she wanted, yes. Thirty thousand dollars to start a renovation at the house does count. But still, get flowers, get stuff. I mean, today, flowers are what. Maybe 40, 50 bucks. Don't, you're spending 30,000 on that. Don't skimp on the romance. There you go. Uh, Uncle Randy, my anniversary is two weeks from Valentine's Day. Which day do I put more emphasis on? Anniversary. Yeah, anniversary, because anniversary is one that you remember. Everybody does Valentine's Day. You're going to be right next to each other or right next to another couple if you go out to dinner tonight. But your anniversary is unique to you. So, Absolutely. Here's the other thing about anniversaries. One thing about uh, like hotel rooms over Valentine's weekend, they're very expensive. Two weeks later, they won't be as expensive. So uh, utilize that cost savings to get the best room that you can, too. We have a texture here I think confuses with Ashley Madison. Uh, Ooh, my cool. wife and my girlfriend want to celebrate tonight. How do I fit both into the schedule? Okay, uh, yeah, you've got uh, somewhat of a problem here. you got a big problem. Well, uh, it, well, it, does it your depends. girlfriend know about your wife? Because if your girlfriend yeah, knows that's... about the wife, then she knows... She has, she has to have an understanding. Right? She, she she does. Yeah, yeah so, so, it, it is uh, what it is. She, yeah. Now here's another part of this though. <laughs> if yeah, no, you can't play that card. I'm, I looked to go to somebody. You, <laughs> you, you can't play that card. Yeah. What you have to do is uh, you have to be at home. I, I get that the the girlfriend wants to be with you as well, but she hopefully knows what she is involved with here, and so. Uh, until that time, that magical time comes that you're with her, Randy. She is. She can't be the priority. We we, we won't we, we won't condone that on this show. We we yeah, will just yeah, dude, pretend pull, dude, like pull that never happened. We won't condone it, but we also understand the reality of the situation. That indeed, Ashley does Madison happen. does exist. Yeah, it does. It does exist. <laughs> they had enough money to make a major offer that was considered to become the naming rights. Uh, the stadium naming oh, rights company for that. the Giants and Jets Stadium. It was going to be really? Ashley Madison Stadium. Wow. That. Yeah. 
So, oh, yeah, that, someone yeah, that sells. went on their database. And it's like Valentine's Day every day. <laughs> Randy, here's, here's somebody who's prepared. We want to make sure he's correctly prepared. Okay. I got my girlfriend a stuffed bear, earrings, a nice card, two books that she wanted in her favorite chocolate. Golden. And I'm going to get her flowers. Is that good? You're all yeah, good. You're good. 100% good. Here they go. You had to gone overboard, my friend. But, I mean, eh. that's better safe than sorry, I think, is the situation here. One time I did a... Uh, we, we did commercials for a teddy bear company. And we had a... Uh, a bear burglar sent to our house. It was a, like a teddy bear with a burglar's mask on. Mm-hmm. Dog went crazy. Really? Yeah, did not like the burglar bear, so the burglar bear went away very quickly. That's, that's a weird one. Uh, Randy, this isn't a V-Day one, but I, I wanted to hit this one. Randy, I wanted to thank you for your advice about a year ago. I asked about taking a supervisor position, but it was second shift. You told me to go for it, so I did. I recently got promoted again and moved to first shift. The best thing I ever did was take Uncle Randy's advice. Hey, there you go. Appreciate listening. There Appreciate you asking. Uncle Randy's yeah. been around. Hey. I've been around, you know. Yeah, that, that, that wisdom, uh, it does pay dividends now and then. No, I'm just getting warmed up. And let's get one more in here. Non-V-Day, but I like this. Uncle Randy, how do you handle not getting a promotion you really thought you were going to? That is depressing. It's a bummer. And what you have to do is really have the stiff upper lip. There's two big things that I, I would recommend here. Number one, maintain the good attitude. If you didn't get it, maintain a good attitude. Be a good team player. But number two, covertly, it, they don't think as much of you as they think of the person that got mm-hmm. the promotion. You don't know what they think of you right now. All you know is that they don't think as much of you as the person that got the promotion. So I would be looking for something where I had more upside if I were in your situation. But the key here is to be a good team player because you never know when that person that got the promotion is either going to blow it or move on to their next job. And maybe that promotion will be waiting in the wings for you. But yeah, I think the most important thing in work now is to show your employer, and I am an employee, as you guys know, I'm not a boss. I could never be a boss. I, I couldn't fire anybody. I would cry when I had to fire people. So I, I believe, this is just my personal opinion and my observation, that being a good team player is the most valuable thing that you can be as an employee in 2023. Absolutely. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Randy. And thank you very much for your all of your texts. Happy Valentine's Day. To all of you, and uh, happy Valentine's night, if you know what I mean. Yeah, buddy. And uh, com- <laughs> <laughs> coming up next on, one- on 101 ESPN, we've got, we've got take it or leave it. Get your text in now. Randy! <laughs> You're back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. It's time for Take It or Leave It. I want to say something. I'm going to put it out there. If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back. Get your text in to 314-399-9646. And give us your Take It or Leave It. Brought to you by Gloria Lou Realty. Visit GloriaHasTheBuyers.com and start packing. That's my final offer. Take it or leave it. Kerry Davis, Matthew Rocky, Randy Carricker, great to have you with us on 101 ESPN. It is the opening drive, and it's time for Take It or Leave It. Get your text into the Air Comfort Service text line, 314-399-9646. CD, yesterday KD, had his first practice with the Phoenix Suns, and by all accounts, they say he looked great. 
you're a Warriors fan, mm-hmm. take it or leave it, KD leads the Suns back to the finals. You know what? I will... I think I'm going to have to take it. If he's healthy with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton, I think that we'll have to see what their bench looks like. They lost some pieces with the trade. I... I in the Western Conference, I would probably take it. I'm going to take him too. Yeah, I think Denver Nuggets obviously are playing playing extremely well, but I don't think they can match up when it comes down to it with those with those guys. That's the thing, and it, it comes down to the big fella, right? Yep. Yep. It, it, at the end of a game, so often the big fella makes all the difference in the world, and they have the big fella now. If the Warriors could figure anything out, I would leave it. But they haven't figured anything out. They yep. stink, and you know they got to. They got to play better, and they may they, never have Gary Payton the second. Yeah, they, he's they, they, they were they were frustrated with that trade because he's still hurt. He's yeah, not healthy. He wasn't, he wasn't hurt. He was just on Toradol. Well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> Toradol is a hell of a drug. I'm trying to tell you right there. <laughs> if everyone could just one day, not, <laughs> don't overuse it, but one day get you a shot, bam, see how much better your day goes. <laughs> not telling you nothing. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? That's the, that's actually that's a fair thing. One time I had to get, I had to get a certain. Like narcot- I had to get a certain drug because I was getting it for pain because mm-hmm. I had to get I had like a, I had a problem with my throat, and they had to ask me like, "Are you an addict?" Before they gave it to me, I was oh, like, yeah. "Why are you asking me that?" They're like, "Oh, because this is something that like has been you know, bro- broken on the street before." And I'm like, "Okay," and then they gave it to me. And I was like, "Who would ever use this recreationally? This yeah. is ridiculous. Life changing. No, oh my God, never again." Yeah, I know. Uh, Randy, I'm looking at this NFC side of of, of football and and the quarterbacks and how they are right now. You have Tom Brady, who just retired. Mm-hmm. You have Aaron Rodgers, who is potentially leaving, being traded. They've talked about to the Jets, probably leaving the conference. Take it or leave it, Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in that conference, and it's not even close. Kerry, I I think I, I, I like Hurts a lot more than Dak. Mm-hmm. I like Hurts more than I, I like Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. More than Kirk Cousins? More than Kirk Cousins. More than, More than Justin Fields? Yeah, it, it's not even close. You're, I'm, I'm going to take it. It's not close. I'm going to take it. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at the, I mean, maybe a healthy Matthew Stafford, but. I think the second best guy in the conference is Goff. It, it might be. Or, or Geno Smith at this <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's the the NFC side. If you are a quarterback and you got, you, you're in the AFC, you got to play Josh Allen, you got to play Tua, you got to play. Uh, Herbert, Herbert, and and Lamar Jackson. I, I might be trying to get to the NFC side I, I, at some point. Yeah, I I think we talked about this the easier path right after the to season. the to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence at the at the very least is probably the sixth best in the AFC. He'd be one or two in the NFC it, easily. Probably two. I I really like what Jalen Hurts, but too. definitely no lower than two. Yeah. All right, what do we got on the text line, Matthew? Take it or leave it. The Bally Sports bankruptcy news will hurt major league will hurt major league baseball and the NHL more than the affected NBA markets. I'm going to leave that because of two things. Number one, what Bally is doing here with the bankruptcy is they're shedding the debt that they incurred when they purchased said entities. They're still going to be making money. Mm-hmm. They're just going to be getting rid of that debt with the bankruptcy. But here's the other thing that I think might happen. I think Major League Baseball might wind up buying the RSNs and having RSNs in 25 different cities. Maybe maybe New York with the, the Yes Network, maybe Chicago, maybe LA. 
uh, maybe five markets will still have their own entities. But I kind of think that what might happen is that everything else will be under the umbrella of MLB TV. Mm-hmm. And I think the teams might, might wind up making more by selling their own advertising. Yeah. And for example, if you're the Cardinals and you go to, I'm just going to use a company here, Enterprise, and say, okay, Enterprise, not only can you have a, a dashboard on the outfield and we can give you a dashboard uh, outside too, but we can put you on the radio and we can put you on our hmm. TV broadcast. Then all of a sudden, you've got real synergy for a yeah. company with the baseball team. And I think they can make even more by not having to deal with the middleman and the middleman's sales staffs. And Bally has done an unusually great job in Major League Baseball. Most Major League Baseball entities don't sell as well as Bally does. Because pretty much every team carry is number one or number two in their market during the summer. It's unbelievable. Like the Mets and Yankees are number one or two during the summer Mm -hmm. in terms of ratings. I'll get the numbers, but I believe that there were only two franchises that weren't one or two in their market in the entire country, which is incredible. Yeah. So there's a lot of money to be made. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it. Take it or leave it. This is the best Cardinals lineup offensively since 2004. Take it. I'll oh. take. Oh, that was fast. Yep, it is. I've I've analyzed this. <laughs> I'll take it. I, well, because we have the DH. D- well, yeah, you, that definitely makes it. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, I mean, well, well, Randy, that's a fair you, point. You got a point there. That's a good point. Take it. <laughs> yeah, that's that, nine hitters instead of eight. <laughs> no offense to Adam, you, no. you were a hell of a hitter. He was a good hitter. I don't want any problems, big fella. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he said last week. He said if if he gets to the plate in the uh, in the World Baseball Classic, he said I'm not bun. <laughs> Take it or leave it. Barbie has a greater chance of getting traded than Ryan O'Reilly. Ooh, I'm taking that. I'll, I'll take it, but I think both will wind, wind up getting traded. Still, yeah. I, I, I'll take it as well. I, well, no, I'll leave it because I, I, like I said, I think when O'Reilly scored that goal, it just felt different. I mean, I know it was a game winner, mm-hmm. but it was kind of like that's why it felt different. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, because it was a game winner because he's because yeah. he's gonna be on the move. It was against the Coyotes. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's gonna be on the, move. the first game after the break. I'm just. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm going to need a little, need a little string together before I, I get really confident. Take it or leave it. Two of Pareko, Krug, and Letty need to go for the Blues to successfully rebuild the defense. So two of Pareko, Krug, and Letty. We were talking yesterday to to um, Kerber. to Kerber, and I asked him about Kelly Rosen getting more time, and he said he doesn't think so, unless one of these guys get hurt or if they get traded. I mean, if I'm if I'm trying to put my best foot forward and guys aren't performing at the level that they need to be performing at Brandy I don't care how much a person makes this is the part of the 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 business side of sports that the casual fan or even younger players may not realize or understand they're going to play the guys that make more money even if they aren't mm-hmm. supposed to be playing as much and if you want to be a better team I think my opinion, the guy scores when he gets in. He he plays pretty sound defensively when mm-hmm. he's in there. He should be playing more. Agreed. And, and I don't know why. Like I said, there are there are there's a thought process that this guy is who he is, and he can't get any better, and he'll never be any better, and he'll always be this way. Yeah, that's why you work in the summer, in the off season. That's why you practice. That's why you do the things that the. That's why you do the excru- You know the, the 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 strenuous workouts that you do to get better in the offseason so that when the season comes, you get more playing time. 
And I think Callie Rosen has done that, and he's continuing to do that. And if some of those other guys aren't doing it as well, play them. Play them. But now, you're not going to play them if they're if those guys are still on the roster. Now, I'm going to leave the premise here, and here's why. I think Pareko is still fine as a second-pairing guy. I, I think that... But is he Cruz, being paid as a first-pairing guy? Well, that's my point, is you need to go get a number one. Right? If you get a number one to play with Nick Letty, Nick Letty is fine as yeah. a as a, a first-pairing guy if you have a legitimate number one defenseman. And then if Pareko and... Or, or Falk and Krug are your number two, and then it, it's going to be really hard to get rid of those guys with the contracts they have. So... It, what you need to do is add and make the depth a strength for you. So you're still going to have, uh, you'd love to be able to move one of those guys. And maybe they can. But right now, you've got Letty, Krug on the on the left side. You've got uh, Perunovic on the way. Uh, and they were able to move Mikula. But on the right side, your, your top two are going to be uh, Justin Falk and Pareko. You need a number one. Mm-hmm. And doesn't matter, left or right, you just need a number one and then to knock everybody else down a notch. And don't count on Pareko to be a number one or Falk to be a number one. All of a sudden, those guys look pretty good if they aren't. The, it's kind of like the, the Flaherty thing we were yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. They look a lot better if, if they aren't a number one. Position. Yeah. Right. But are they being paid like they're supposed to be in that position? That, that's one of the problems the Blues have yeah. is that they are they aren't making number one money, but they're making you, you've got four guys making number two money and only yeah. two number two slots. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the problem. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Randy. Coming up on one hundred and one ESPN, we want to hear your reaction, your mic drops, and your texts to the Cardinals. The report that the Cardinals have signed John Mozeliak to an extension. That's coming your way on one hundred and one ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. A fresh perspective on the day's top stories. It's the opening drive's fresh take. Brought to you by Schnucks Rewards. Reward yourself. Earn 2% back on every purchase with the Schnucks Rewards app. At STL today, Derek Gould reporting and Katie Wu confirming that the Cardinals have 
to a contract extension for John Mozeliak. He had his contract set to expire after the 2023 season. He gets a two-year extension, 24 and 25. And uh, we want your reaction to the Cardinals giving Mo an extension. Again, 15 years, and uh, they missed the playoffs the first year. In the last 14 years, they've been to the playoffs 10. They've won a world championship. They've won another National League pennant. In that time, they have made some bad free agent signings. They have not had great playoff success over the course of the last Oh, since, uh, I guess, 14. They haven't had great playoff success. So we want your reaction. Oh, by the way, we should note that if you like free tickets, the Cardinals today are going to have a flash sale CD at cardinals.com slash six. They have $6 tickets with $6 of cards cash for 2023 Monday through Thursday games. That's today. From 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So if you pay six and you get six, what does that mean the ticket is? Zero. That would be a free ticket, baby. If it's free, it's me. Yeah, there you go. So it's a 12-hour sale, and you can purchase tickets for any Monday through Thursday game excluding opening day. So that includes games against the Cubs, Braves, Angels, Dodgers, Royals, Giants, Astros, Twins, Mets, and Padres. Check it out at cardinals.com slash six, and you can get the $6 ticket. And that's the uh, the written out S-I-X. Cardinals, for anybody who complains about the price of getting into a game, you can get into a game. And oh, by the way, buy these tickets, get basically get them free, mm-hmm. and then... If you want to take a soft side cooler in with your sub sandwiches and a closed bottle, wow. you can eat like you would ordinarily eat at home. Okay, so here's the Mo response. Let's start with a mic drop from our friend Lisa here on 101 ESPN. Hey guys, so happy Valentine's Day to everybody, and I want to congratulate Mo on his extension. I don't want to be disingenuous because I can be harder than hell on Mo, but I'm also smart enough to know that the better Mo does at his job, the better that team that I love does. So, Mo, you go rock your job, buddy, and I hope we have picked the right manager to lead us to the next chapter of winning in October. All right, thanks, guys. Well, they, they picked Mo. Yeah, I'm, I am. <laughs> to be their manager and their general manager. Oh, oh yeah, I'm just saying. Right. Randy. Come on, Randy. I'm not wrong. Oh, Randy. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, uh, Lisa, I, I appreciate the comments. They are, you know, we are excited. Uh, we are excited about, you know, Mo being, ex- having, having, getting the extension and having the opportunity to know what the future holds for him and know how to go about this season and make sure that we can get the best Cardinals team on the field Every single day. And, Kerry, I look at the way the Cardinals assemble units, and then I look at what the general managers in Anaheim, for example, have done, where they've had Mike Trout and Shohei Otani mm-hmm. and Albert Pujols, mm-hmm. and they signed Josh Hamilton, and they signed Anthony Rendon, but they basically wasted Hall of Fame careers. Yes. They've done that. Same thing has happened in Texas, where they've spent a tremendous amount of money and never won a World Series. So it's not just the fact that John Mozeliak is putting together playoff teams. But if you go apples to apples, and if you want to say, okay, sure, they they should do better. They're a big market. Well, compare them to big markets that spend a ton of money. Toronto hasn't been to a World Series since the 90s, and they're spending a ton of money. Uh, The uh, Chicago White Sox recently has spent a ton of money. They haven't made it back to a World Series. The Tigers, have, heck, the, the Tigers that the Cardinals beat in 2006. There's no way the Tigers should have beat the Cardinals that year. But the Cardinals, uh, the Cardinals should have should not have beaten the Tigers, and they did. And they spent a lot of money. Uh, they they won in 2014. 
The Detroit Tigers had a starting rotation of Verlander, Scherzer, Sanchez, Price, Porcello. Five guys that wound up being key pitchers for World Series champions. And they didn't win the World mm-hmm. Series. So I think if you look at the the broad picture, it's really hard to win the World Series a lot. It, it, it's hard to win any championship a lot. It's hard to get there you know, over and over again. That's why we, when the Chiefs go three out of four years, you start talking about dynasty. When the Warriors do it and they go out four out four of eight five, years, yeah. uh, you start talking about a dynasty because it's hard to get to a championship and it's harder to win one. And I, I, like I said, I, I think that this Cardinals team is is poised in the right position. If and we I, the the word if always comes up, but it it, it we're talking about health. Mm-hmm. If certain players stay healthy. And if certain players stay healthy for the entirety of the season, you have a chance to be a very good baseball team. With the additions of of a Jordan Walker, who mm-hmm. we think is going to be spectacular, we we do we know what Goldie and Arenado are going to give you. You have a chance to be a really really good baseball team right. this year. Let's hear another mic drop. John, kind enough to join us here on the opening drive on 101 ESPN. Good morning, gentlemen. What a great day for the St. Louis Cardinals. And on March 30th, when we celebrate opening day in St. Louis, all St. Louis Cardinal fans should rejoice in the fact that we have signed John Mosellock to another contract extension and that the machine will keep running and keep producing winning teams. We have been to three National League pennants. We have been to two World Series, 15 years without a losing record, 10 playoff appearances. We've gotten to see Albert Pujols, Molina, Wainwright, Beltron, Berkman, Arenado, Goldsmith, and brought back Pujols. Not to mention all the other players that have been very successful as St. Louis Cardinals in John Mosellock's tenure. Well said, I think. I, I, I mean, those are just facts. You're, you're getting news was, there. I thought he was going in a different direction. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for the sarcastic. Oh, yeah. I was waiting on it. But uh, just, uh, I mean, John, I agree. We, we, you have to be. I don't want to say excited, but you have to be you have to understand how hard it is to win a championship and how hard it is year in and year out to put a, a winning product on the field. There are times, I think last year, you can as much as you want to say about what the Cardinals, how their season ended, I think every man on that roster from last year's team will say we didn't perform well enough down the stretch to win a championship. I don't think John Mozeliak picked up a bat in September. I mean, maybe to to hit a computer, but not to take a <laughs> right. not to take an at bat. Yeah. There was not a time where he was the one taking mm-hmm. those at bats, and they struggled mightily down the stretch, which doesn't lead to you winning championships. And carried uh, generally in our business, it's it's polar opposites. It's got to be black or white, and there really isn't much new room for nuance. I'm willing to admit that a, a franchise that works within a budget has wasted a lot of money. Mm-hmm. All right, he, he has been far from perfect. But when you look at the extensions for guys like Carlos Martinez and Stephen Piscotty, when you look at the the money that they handed out to the two lefty relievers, Cecil and Andrew Miller, when you look at the Fowler and uh, and uh, until this signing of Contreras, the Fowler and Leak contracts were the biggest free agent contracts mm-hmm. that they'd ever given out, and they didn't work out. That being said, it's not all bad. That's bad. Mm-hmm. But 
here's a team that drafts in the 20s regularly and still has a top-rated farm system on a regular basis. It is an attractive place to play, as Nolan Arnato and Paul Goldschmidt and Albert Pujols and Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina will tell you. The culture is very strong, and that starts at the top. So is it perfect? No, but relative to the rest of baseball, do we have a pretty good idea? I think that's where I come down is, well, it's not perfect. It's pretty darn good. I, I think the the... When you look at those contracts and you look at the signing of, of Marcelo Zona, those seemed at the time like the right decision. Mm-hmm. Mike Leake was coming off a very good year, correct? He was mm-hmm. he was signed to a hefty contract. You got the Dustin uh, the Dexter Fowler contract, which some people may have thought that was a little bit much, but he still was that's what was warranted at the time. You don't think about – I thought the, the signing of, of Colton Wong at the time when they signed him to his contract was a really good deal. I loved it. Because you knew where he was going to eventually become or what, what he's going to become. There are hits and misses in every in every offseason, in every contract negotiation. But generally speaking, you're, you're banking on people performing at the rate that they have already shown you that they can perform. Mm-hmm. If somebody stinks and they don't do it, that's – it's not really your fault as a as a GM or as a as an organization. That's really on the player to own up to to what they were supposed to do and not performing or living up to that contract. Yeah, and the Cardinals, by the way, spend a ton of money in the inter- international market, which hasn't benefited their particular team at the major league level. Probably the biggest mistake of Mo's career is Rosarena for mm. Libertor. Uh, the the Marlins really wanted El Contra as part of that deal, and and they got him. Now the the Rays had really scouted Randy Rosarena in that deal, but the difference was the Cardinals really had a need at the time right. for Marcelo Zuna. They got Matthew Libertor back. They they didn't have to have Matthew Libertor mm-hmm. when they traded Rosarena for him. I would argue that that's the biggest mistake that Mo has made, but they but also it, need to do a better job of developing of getting something out of their investment in the international market. Hindsight, yes, you would say it is. But at the time, you talked about it, there was a need top five. for for that position, for that hitter. And mm-hmm. and sometimes when you have a need, a guy that is showing it right now, you're going to you're going to get rid of some people that may eventually grow into what Sandy Alcantara and what Rosarena have grown into, but at that moment you really needed that bet. Yeah, the I have no problem with the Alcantara trade, that but the Rosarena run I, one I can see how people could be upset yeah. by it. Looking with, with again what we know now, but I'll tell you we were doing the fast lane when that story broke when when they the Cardinals made that trade to a person on the text line people were way more upset about the Cardinals trading Jose Martinez uh, <laughs> than they were Randy Rosarena. Randy Rosarena became a deal when he yeah. started playing well. Yes. Yeah. That's Kerry. I'm Randy coming up. Darren Pang talking some blues on 101 ESPN. You're back to the Opening Drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Hanger might be walking Brucey. He's not answering the phone. Although usually he has his phone when he's walking Brucey. It's raining outside. It might not be. Oh, I didn't even realize it was raining. Mm-hmm. How about light, that? Light drizzle. Okay, here we go. Oh, oh, he's, he's, oh, he's calling back. Oh, we we go. got a little, uh, little traffic report here, yeah. Uh, east and westbound Olive look to be clear. Good speed by uh, most of the vehicles that are moving in the eastbound direction. Westbound completely clear. So if you're driving on Olive and Creepcore, in good shape. Randy, what's, the, Randy what's the weather? Oh, the weather, it, it's going to rain. 
<laughs> it's, uh, it's raining, Carrie. It's, yeah, it's, uh, I didn't even know it was going to rain, but it, it is raining. And uh, that's why we have to bring the, the, the jet copter down here. I'm, Ra- I'm Captain Randy Character and 101 ESPN Jet Copter 2. There we go. Okay. Got to your traffic report. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, the Blues analyst on Bally Sports Midwest, Darren Pang. The Blues and the Panthers tonight, 6 o'clock pregame here on 101 ESPN. And then a 7 o'clock faceoff, John Kelly and Panger, I believe. Oh, he's Panger's in Toronto? Heading, heading to Toronto. Okay. Uh, and he's with us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Panger in security. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing great, Randy. How are you doing this morning, buddy? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Okay, you are uh, from Ontario. Is it Toronto or is it Toronto? <laughs> it is. Uh, it depends on who you are. Bob Cole, the great announcer, used to say Toronto, Toronto, Canada. <laughs> and I, I, I would definitely say Toronto. Um, it's like a lot of people say uh, Calgary. Calgary. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would say Calgary. Um, but yeah, there's there's always a different playing to it. But I'm I'm heading there right now. I've got Chicago at uh, at Toronto tomorrow night on TNT. Tonight's game actually is on ESPN or ESPN Plus. Okay. Um, I think it's ESPN Plus tonight because I I, I dragged my uh, good friend Ray, Ray Ferraro, who's doing the game, a former Blue, mm-hmm. in a short amount of time, and I dragged him over to uh, Glen Echo yesterday. We played a little golf on that beautiful day yesterday. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so I know I'm not doing the game, and I know he's definitely doing the game between the fans. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and in fact, I think, in fact, on Thursday, uh, we get bumped out on on Tuesday and Thursday. That's also an ESPN uh, Plus game. So uh, John Kelly and I have got a a break that we do, we never like those kind of breaks. A, what a break! Only <laughs> well, one, no. one game in eighteen days or something like that. You, yeah, you don't like yeah. that this time of year. No. Not at all, especially John. John Kelly drives him crazy. He just likes working. <laughs> so I, but we'll get back at it because we got Saturday afternoon, then we got Sunday uh, afternoon, Saturday against Colorado, Sunday in Ottawa, and then we're off to Carolina. So those are some pretty good tests uh, in those games coming up. Hey, Panger, the uh, Blues got the 6 5 victory the other night. Started out a little bit slow, picked it up in the second period, but were, but allowed the the Coyotes to get back into the game. What did you think about you know the first game after that long break and how they looked? Oh, it looked like they had a long break. They looked like they were all in Costa Rica riding El Pinguino. <laughs> That's what it looked like to me, uh, and 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 rightfully so. Like you know, we can we can all watch the game as as I was at ice level and going, whoa, there's nothing there. Um, but then to come back and 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 grab a hold of it. Um, in that second period and, and, you know, come back, they got their legs going and they got their, I thought their structure was real good. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, I, this is coming from a goalie that gave up a lot of bad goals. So I know that I don't have to say this by saying a goalie wants that shot back. I, I know that Jordan Bennington, what he thinks of the goal that went in on him. And it, and it did give, it gave, it gave Arizona some life. Like it really did. It gave them some, some spark. I mean, it was a five, two game in complete control and then they scored on the goal line by Clayton Keller. And, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden, whoa, 5-2, 5-3, 5-4, 5-5. Five, five, five. So um, it's those little things in the game that you've got to stay sharp on, you know, the entire time to not allow the other team momentum. Because, you know, I mean, Arizona is Arizona. Everybody thinks, oh, the Arizona Coyotes, they're not a very good team. They're this, they're that. Well, you know what? They, they keep punching people in the nose. And, and I think this time of year, the teams that are on the bottom rung of the ladder they still want to prove to everybody that they're good hockey players and that they should be, 
um, somewhat respected around the league. And, and that's what happened in that game. So, I mean, the Blues are going to go in. I mean, Colorado's a different animal after, the, after tonight's game and then Thursday's game, and then you go Colorado. You go into Ottawa, and you think, oh, that's Ottawa. Well, you know what? Ottawa, Ottawa plays some good hockey. They came into our barn and, and, uh, and, and won a game and got two points from the Blues. So you can't take any team for granted anymore. Hey, Panger, what's it like in a dressing room right now? Here we are just a couple of weeks away from the trade deadline. Take us inside, especially for a team like the Blues. Yeah, I, I think there's been a lot of ebbs and flows and emotional, uh, I guess, gamuts of emotion would be the best way to describe what's gone on inside that room. I'm sure there's times where the leadership core has grabbed, you know, has, has, has grabbed a hold of it and felt like they were getting the team in the right direction. And then there's probably been more times than not times of, okay, what, what, what do we have to do here to get everybody on board? You, you, you know that feeling. And Carrie, you've been in those the rooms. And I know that... NFL locker rooms are a heck of a lot bigger, uh, but you, you know you can kind of sense when you're in the room where everybody's at. Is everybody tugging on the same rope, or, or where are we? Why is why can't I get that guy into the middle of this of this battle that we're in, or why can't I get that guy? Where where's everybody at? So I think there has been some inconsistencies in where it's been in the locker room. But now I, I would say this, um, and I I've, I've been on a couple of teams at the deadline where oh boy. Yeah, you know, the guy beside me that I ride to the rink with every day, the guy that my wife, my wife loves his, his wife and their family. And you take that guy away, this is going to be really disappointing. And I think at this point, because March 3rd is around the corner and we still have players that it appears to be imminent that, that, you know, that they're moved along. I, I think that's where you, you kind of want to cherish and enjoy whatever time you have left with those guys, you know? And, and so I think that's, I think that's where they're at right now. And they, they just want to make sure that they, they win on their way out uh, towards any trades potentially at the deadline. I felt that way when uh, O'Reilly scored that, that game winning goal the other night, it felt like it was much bigger than just a game winner. It was almost like they understood the moment and what was taking place. And, and really all of the conversation that has been around Ryan O'Reilly and, and whether or not he would be here in a couple of weeks, do you, did you get that sense as well? I was very happy for Ryan O'Reilly. Let me, let me put it that way. And I think the whole team was as well to carry. I think you're right on the mark. It's like, you know, everybody's looking out after the captain. I mean, he's, for what he's done for, for the city, um, for what he's done for, oh my goodness, you asked Ryan O'Reilly, you asked Ryan O'Reilly to go to a, a, the basement of a church and speak to seven people. He'll go to the basement of the church and speak to seven people. You know what I mean? Like that's, he's just a good person. He's a good person. He's a good teammate. He's a good leader. He's been a great player for the Blues. And, and you know, the, the good news is, is that, uh, from what I understand, is that there's the communication factor is, is, you know, is still there. And his agents, the guys that represent him at Newport, um, are reportedly, you know, coming into town this week and sitting down with, uh, with Army. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure they want to lay everything out on the table. They want communication to be to be open and, and, and make sure that there's a game plan here going forward. But, you know, Kerry, when he scores the goal like that and he's coming back off a broken foot and only skated from Monday, you know, I mean, Monday to Saturday, and a lot of those skates were not with, you know, competitive skates. They were just on his own. Uh, I was really impressed with what he did and how he did it. So everybody was pretty excited for, uh, 
for Ryan. Hey, Panger, one more thing. And I have no idea whether or not Toronto and the Blues would engage. I don't know if Toronto could afford Ryan O'Reilly. But I just I, I think about Ryan O'Reilly with that group of players that you're going to see tomorrow night. You put Ryan O'Reilly on the Toronto Maple Leafs, and all of a sudden they're challenging Boston for a Stanley Cup. Yeah, no. You know, I, I, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm leery of jumping ahead and, and even speculating what you yeah. just said. But yeah, no, but you're, you're right. Let's just, let's just hypothetically say any team, let's say mm-hmm. any contending team or any team that that's on the bottom end and think they can get up. Like, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh Penguins are always a team that added that veteran guy, uh, you know, down the stretch. They did that with a, a Bonino. They did that with Cullen um, and had success with those players. And, and so, you know, I, I just picture some teams and some organizations and go, boy, that, I mean, who wouldn't want Ryan O'Reilly at this point? And, and a lot of speculation or a lot of analysts out there would, would say, well, he, he, you know, he's a centerman. He's got to be put in this spot or that spot. No, they, they don't know Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly can go anywhere. And what, what Ryan does is he just wins that spot over. <laughs> he just wins. He grinds and grinds and grinds and wins it over because that's the kind of work ethic he has. And he wins his teammates over and he wins his coaches over because of the details of the game. So he's exactly the kind of player anybody would want uh, in a push for the, for the Stanley Cup because of what he brings to the table. Absolutely. Panger, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Safe travels. We'll be tuned in tomorrow, and we'll talk to you soon. That sounds great. I, I didn't bring Bruce on this trip, so next, next week we'll talk to Bruce with you, okay? <laughs> we appreciate that very much. We can't wait. Okay. See you later. Okay, thanks, Mike. See Darren, you guys. Darren Pang with us on 101 ESPN. We love him. He's fantastic. And by the way, he... Uh, He's exactly right. We kind of ran down the list of teams yesterday that could use Ryan O'Reilly. There aren't yeah. many teams that could not use yeah. Ryan O'Reilly in pursuit of a Stanley Cup. Oh, definitely. Having a veteran in the locker room that has won a championship, understands the, yeah. the ins and outs of it, he definitely would be beneficial. And oh, by the way, the Blues would be better to re-sign him, to bring him back. If, if that's a possibility, yeah. then I'm totally on board with yeah. that. I agree. The Blue, or the Cardinals have called a press conference for a half hour from now, 9 o'clock St. Louis time, uh, presumably to announce the extension for John Mozeliak. And so uh, John Mozeliak is going to be the Cardinals president of baseball operations for uh, the foreseeable future. We do need a fighter for the fight. Normally, if you have a fight, you need to have two. Got me. Well, but Randy, we, generally, it's just one on. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we need somebody to text him with the word fight to 314-399-9646-314-399. Yo-ho! We've got the fight for you next on 101 ESPN. You're back to the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Welcome to the Opening drive. I am Kerry Davis, joined by Matthew Rocchio, and it is time for the fight. And our fighter today is Joey. Joey, how you feeling? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Are you excited to be joining the opening drive and taking on one Megamind today? 
Absolutely. I'm well-rested after a three-day weekend, so let's get it. Oh, you got three days. There you go. All right. Well, as always, our fight questions are presented to you by the one and only Matthew Rocchio. Make sure we put that disclaimer out there you so suck. I don't get beat up for this first question. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Happy birthday to Tyus Edney. Which round of the 1995 NCAA tournament did, did he earn an internal hatred for Mizzou fans when he went coast-to-coast for a UCLA win? Was it the Sweet 16? The round of 32, second round, or the Elite Eight? Um, I'll say the Sweet 16. All right, Chris Pronger played 598 games in a Blues jersey, more than any other team. Outside of the St. Louis Blues, which team did he play for the most? Was it the Philadelphia Flyers, the Hartford Whalers, or the Anaheim Ducks? I think that was the Anaheim Ducks. On this day in 1966, Wilt Chamberlain took over the all-time scoring title from which NBA legend? Is it Bob Pettit, Dolph Shays, or George Mikan? Uh, Bob Pettit. And who was the last pitcher to lead the major leagues in strikeouts in back-to-back seasons? Is that Clayton Kershaw, Max Scherzer, or Justin Verlander? Uh, Kershaw was my first thought there with those MVP seasons, so I'll go with him. All right, we will double-check the score, and we will bring in Randy Carricker. Joey, how you feeling? Uh, a lot of those were before my time. I was born in 99. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, yeah, that, that would be a little bit before your time. You have to stay positive and, and be confident in your ability. I, I generally think that helps when it comes to playing against <laughs> Megamind. He's coming in with some chocolate-covered – what are those? Chocolate-covered peanuts and a Diet Dr. Pepper. We are we – are, Breakfast of Champions. We are, we are in, we, we might be in trouble here. Peanuts Joey. or protein? Well, the Diet Dr. Pepper generally leads to what I call a bludgeoning, but here we go. Here okay. we are. Let's do it. Say hello to Joey, Randy. Joey, good morning. How are you doing? I'm good, Randy. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for playing. We appreciate it. As always, as always, Randy, our questions are brought to you by the one and only Matthew Rocchio. He's great. Just want you to make sure we get that information out there. Happy birthday to Tyus Edney. Oh. Which round of the 1995 NCAA tournament did he earn an internal hatred from Mizzou fans when he went coast-to-coast for the UCLA win? I think that that would have put... I don't think it was the Elite Eight. I think it would have put Mizzou into the Elite Eight. So, let's see, 64 to 32, 32 to 16. No, that wouldn't be right. Because it was a Saturday afternoon. So that would be, um, it would have put him into the Final Four, clearly, right? Because you have Saturday and Sunday games. So, okay, so, so you got the first weekend, first round, 64 to 32. Second round is 32 to, this is the way we're doing this, right? Like, I don't have to do a regional final. <laughs> no, right? no, no. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, so 64 to 32, 32 to 16, 16 to 8, and then 8 to 4. I'm going to say it was in the fourth round. All right, Chris Pronger played 598 games in a Blues jersey more than any other team. Outside of STL, which team did he play for the most? I think it was the Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> he only played one year in Edmonton, then went to Anaheim, and then played very few games in Philly. So I'm going to go Anaheim. On this day in 1966, Wilt Chamberlain took over the all-time scoring title from which NBA legend? I am going to go with the lifeline here, Kerry. Bob Pettit, 
Dolph Shays, or George Mikan? This was in 1966. You know, I think I'm going to go with Bob Pettit. Bullet Bob. All right, Randy, and who was the last pitcher to lead the major leagues in strikeouts in back-to-back seasons? Logic would dictate that Max Scherzer did that because he's a horse and he's from St. Louis and he's a guy that gets 300 strikeouts now and then. I'm going to go with Maximus. And that means we're going to go to a tiebreaker. All right. As we have a 2-2 tie here between Joey and Randy Carricker. So we're going to go to the tiebreaker again. We will read the question. Joe, uh, Randy will get a moment to write down his answer. Joe, uh, We will then have Joey answer his an- answer audibly. We will then say what Randy Carricker's answer was. And then the answer based off closest to the pin is the winner of today's fight. Joey, do you get those rules? Yep, I got it. All right, perfect. Randy, are you ready for this tiebreaker question? I'm ready. All right. Of the 57 Super Bowls and 58 MVP awards, how many have been won by a quarterback? Of the 57 Super Bowls and the 58 MVP awards awarded in those Super Bowls, how many have been won by a quarterback? Just a moment, Joey. We'll have Randy write down his answer here first. Um, of course, we have the, uh, the even number of Super Bowls because of the co-MVPs that one year. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. No, hold on. Wrong, wrong. Bad math here. Ten fewer. There you go. All right. Randy's answer is in. Joey, what is your answer for the amount of super quarterbacks who have won Super Bowl MVP? I'll say 45. All right. Joey's answer is 45. Randy Carricker's answer is 41. That means we have a winner of this edition of the fight. Does a February that has been... Well, I mean, Randy's had to fight through this February... Or does he maybe get a little bit clean rolling here through the middle of this week? Ring that bell! The winner and still champion of the fight, Randy Carricker. The fight is driven by Mobile On The Run. Join the On The Run STL Wash Club for a limited time offer of $5 a month. Download the app today. Just win, baby. That was a close one, Joey. I'm sorry. There have been 32 quarterbacks to win the MVP really? awards. Randy was a little bit closer. You said 45. He said 41. So he's a little bit closer. He just beat you again. A 2-2 tie to the tiebreaker. So I'm sorry, Joey. You have you have not won the fight today. Thanks, guys. Uh, and if possible, I'd like to give a quick shout-out. All right, let's do it. Uh, to my family, we text every day about our fight results. It's a lot easier when you're not on the line. And a very special <laughs> happy Valentine's Day to my girlfriend, Caitlin. She's listening today. Awesome. Happy Valentine's Day, Caitlin. Nice, nicely done, yep. Joey. Thank you Thank so you, much Joey. for joining the fight. Really quickly, the answer to the question, Tyus Edney and that famous coast-to-coast, it was a second-round matchup. The Mizzou was oh, a eight okay. seed. They I were a one a seed. Yeah. They, when you said Saturday, I thought you were going to get it because I'm like, he's going to go, well, Thursday, Friday is the first, and then mm-hmm. I thought you I thought you were going to lock in. The Anaheim Ducks is the second is the team he played the second most games for, Chris Pronger, 598 in a Blues jersey, 220 in a Ducks jersey. On this day in 1966, Will Chamberlain passed 20,880 points, and 
that was the mark set by Bob Pettit. By the way, that is the run of all-time NBA scores. George Mike and Dolph Shays, Bob Pettit, Will Chamberlain, Kareem, Jordan. I mean, Kareem, and then of course uh, Michael. I mean, I'm LeBron. I can't say anything right today. And who was the last pitcher to lead the major leagues in strikeouts in back-to-back seasons? Neither of you got this one right. It is actually Justin Verlander in 2011-2012. And then, of course, 32 Super Bowl MVPs have gone to the quarterback position. Randy gets a win today with a 2-2 tie and a win in the tiebreaker. Jason Isringhausen texts in, says, squeaked it out. Yep, I <laughs> carry him, man. I got a win for Izzy. That's right. So I got, I got the save today, there you go. fortunately, in the overtime. Uh, all right. Thank you very much to Joey and uh, Caitlin. Thanks for listening. Coming up next on 101 ESPN, we're going to talk to Mike Claiborne from Jupiter. Cardinals are, well, uh, Claims will be getting ready for a press conference because John Mosellock's extension will be announced at the top of the hour. And we'll hear from Mike next on 101 ESPN. You're back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. The Cardinals will hold a press conference in about 12 minutes in which they are expected to announce a contract extension for their president of baseball operations, John Mozalock. Derek Gould at stltoday.com broke the news last night, and I had wondered whether or not Mo would be around after this year as the president of baseball operations, with the Cardinals giving extensions to both Randy Flores and Michael Gersh over the course of the offseason. I thought there was a chance that one of those two would ascend to the president of baseball operations, job, but Mo is going to stick with it. He's been around since 2008 as the Cardinals general manager and then president of baseball operations, been with the organization since 1995. Carrie and Randy, and we go to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line, and Mike Claiborne is going to join that press conference. So we've got Mike for just a few minutes here on the opening drive. Michael, good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. We got a bad connection. Hopefully, it sounds better on your end than it does on my end. You sound terrific. I want to start with this. Oh, uh, are you at all surprised? I, I I wasn't stunned, but I, I was a little bit surprised that the Cardinals would sign Mo to the extension at this point. What was your reaction? You know, this this kind of kind of got started last year, and I think it was really a situation where Mo was going to decide whether he's going to continue to do this. And, you know, obviously he and the DeWitts have a great relationship. And so I talked to him during the offseason about it. And I said, you're, you're done after this. He said, yeah. He said, I got to figure some things out. So I think it was on his plate. And I think the fact that he felt like maybe there's still some unfinished business, because I firmly thought that had the Cardinals won last year, he might walk away there. But uh, he's going to be around for a couple more years, and we'll see how things unfold. What does the extension of Mo mean for the Cardinals? How, how, how does that? Uh, what does that put them for the year for the next few years? Well, you know, I think it creates stability uh, more than anything else. Um, you know, that's about a handful of guys that could easily step in and fill in for Mo. Mo has had, he's got a great group of guys that work with him that uh, are prepared to be general managers and presidents of baseball operations for a number of different teams. Uh, so you've got some guys that are in place. So the the model won't really be broken if he elects to move on. Uh, but I think what he's doing now is just solidifying things because one of the other things, he, I think he wants to be around because they're redoing the complex down here. Uh, and it's going to take at least a year and a half for them to finish this thing. So I don't know where we're going to be next year for spring training, but uh, it won't probably be in the current setup that we have now. So I think that's another reason why 
he is, uh, you know, wanting to stick around and make sure this thing goes well because it's a hundred million dollar investment from Palm Beach County and the Cardinals and the Marlins, and um, it, it's going to be a big deal because it's the first real improvements they've made to this facility since they opened in 1998. Claves, what do you think Moe's strongest asset is? What do you think he does best? Managing people. I, I think that's the key. I think managing people and surrounding himself with people that are, are able to give him frank and honest opinions. You know, he loves guys who, who may disagree so he can get all the opinions in a room. But I think his ability to manage people is probably one of his strong suits. Hey, Claves, the St. Louis fans are, are kind of mixed reaction right now when they heard the, the uh, release of Moe's extension. What do you think this team's real possibility is with the, with the lineup that they have, with the additions that they made, with possibly Jordan Walker? Where do you think this team could be you know, by the end of the season? Well, they could be really good. Uh, I, I think, like everybody talks about the pitching, if the pitching's good, I mean, they got a pretty good everyday lineup, and they still have room to grow that. And there's some guys that I think they want to take a longer look at. You mentioned Jordan Walker being one of them. So I, I think in this situation, uh, they can compete with just about anybody. Now, they may have the payroll or the name recognition that some other teams have, but when it's all said and done, you know, um, there, there are some teams that we thought were good that we found out weren't as good. And let's face it, this is about being hot at the right time. And I don't really care what your roster looks like in April or June or July. It's about what you do from September 1st on. And that's the key. Now, with regard to people who want to grouse about most sticking around, you'd be hard-pressed to find a general manager in any sport these days that can have an entire career where he's never had a losing season. I mean, you think about that. I mean, Kerry, you play for Mike Tomlin, so – he, he's a guy in the NFL, what, 15 years now, never had a losing season? Think about how hard that is and how his teams have always found a way to compete. Now, they may not always win, obviously, but they always find a way to compete, and they're always a respected organization. Now, one of the things about Mo, you know, the whole analytic thing, he kind of took on before a lot of people even thought about it. And, you know, there were some people who pushed back, but at the end of the day, Every team has expanded their operations department when it comes to analytics, and I think Mo and his staff here had a whole lot to do with how they did that with baseball, throw in Theo Epstein and a couple of other guys. All those guys were really difference makers in how the game is being played and how it's being managed today. Finally, Claves, tomorrow is the first pitchers and catchers workout. Is there anybody that's not there yet? You told us last week that it seemed like pretty much everybody was there. Is that the case today? Is everybody there? Gang's all here, Randy. We're not missing anybody that I noticed. Uh, Flaherty and Wayno had bullpens yesterday, and of course you just say, "Boy, they look good." Yeah, well, nobody had a bat in his hand, you know. <laughs> so I mean, they were just throwing. But uh, yeah, everybody's here, from what I can tell. I have not heard of anybody who's a late report. Um, and you know, as I told you guys last week, everybody's been here for a while, so this isn't a thing where guys are just basically running and huffing and puffing trying to get here at the last minute. I, I think there's a lot of reasons for it. The WBC has something to do with it. I think there's some guys who have a bad taste in their mouth and how things ended last year. And I also think there's some guys who feel like they have something to prove to themselves and to their teammates uh, about where their career is going to head. So a lot of reason to get here early and get off on the right foot. And let's just see if it can uh, turn out to be something successful in late October, early November. Are you like me? Do you ever miss the Pedro Guerrero Memorial visa problem? 
Yeah, repeat that one. I, I wondered if, if you're like me, if you ever missed the Pedro Guerrero Memorial visa problem. Every year for Pete, it was a visa problem that caused him to be late to spring training. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, we don't have, I, you know what? I haven't seen that. You know, it's kind of like in hockey when Glenn Hall would not come to training camp because he was painting his barn out in Alberta or out in Saskatchewan. You know, guys, you know, there's just some guys that just don't want to be here, man. They just want to play. Uh, but I don't think that's the case because we have so many young guys. And, you know, some of the veterans live in this area, like Goldschmidt and, and Michaelis and people like that. So, uh, yeah, we don't have that anymore. Not as much. Let's just put it that way. Claims, so we know that you're going to stroll on over to the press conference. We appreciate your time. As always, if anything big happens, it's unexpected. Give us a call back. Have a great time down there, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, you guys need to get down here ASAP. I'm just all I'm saying. I There's agree. no reason for you not to be here. I agree. It, it, we do agree. Right, what's the temperature, Claims, before you go? Uh, well, it started off this morning it was like 50 degrees, all right? Uh-huh. Now it's got to be at least 75, mm. going to 80. It's 48 not and raining here. Nice little breeze, nice little breeze, not a cloud in the sky, mm. and there is a driving range waiting for me later this uh, afternoon. Michael, you're speaking <laughs> to our hearts. <laughs> all right, folks, take care. You're the best, Mike. Thanks, love you. See you later. Uh, that, that's our friend Mike Claiborne on 101 ESPN. Coming up. Mo is getting the extension, and uh, we want your reaction. We've got a lot of texts already. We've got more mic drops that are coming your way, and we want your mic drop with the 101 ESPN app. Carrie, Randy, and the Cardinals starting spring training with an extension for their Pobo next on 101 ESPN. You're back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Randy and Carrie break down the biggest story of the day on the opening drive. It's time for today's big thing. All right, we welcome your text to the Air Comfort Service text line, 314-399-9646. It's 902. Coming up on 903, your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. And, of course, CD, today's big thing, is the Cardinal signing John Mozeliak to a contract extension. He's already signed through 23. This is a two-year deal that takes him through the 25 campaign. And a lot of response and a lot of positive and negative response to John Mozeliak getting the extension. I think here in this room, generally, we look at a franchise that over the course of the the time since 2010, since the start of the 2010 season, if I'm not mistaken, the Cardinals have had something like eight or nine, maybe it's eight games where they didn't have a chance Mm -hmm. to make the playoffs. And I'm a journey guy. I like the the six-month journey. I like watching a team play. I don't think they have to win the the World Series every year for me to like them or appreciate what they're doing. I get that some people, if you don't win the World Championship, it's a failure. I get that mentality. I don't think it's realistic, but I Mm -hmm. get it. And so I am more in line because of the success the Cardinals have had in making the playoffs with with being on board with what the Cardinals do because of that. Well, it, it, I mean, to win, you got to be in, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be in the playoffs to have an opportunity to win it. And as you said, some people are, are not as excited about uh, John Mosellock's extension as, as you and I are. I think we understand the amount of work that goes into it and how hard it is to win a championship. But everyone does not see it that way and they they get frustrated with the lack of championships that that 
are here up until this point. There's a, a mentality that you want to win it every year, even though you will not. And and so, you know, I go to this text right here. It says, from the 314, cheers to two more years of postseason participation trophies. Which, mm-hmm. again, that that's in order to win, you have to be in the tournament. Yeah, I wonder, just for example, with all of the money the Angels have spent. Yeah. Would they have liked to have made the playoffs more than once in Mike Trout's career? I, I'm sure they they would have, but when you are, it's hard for for people to. Randy, we know this. They're, they're, you're not going to put someone else's shoes on. You you worry about yourself. You're, mm-hmm. you're we're more focused on what we have or don't have at this time, as opposed to if you were a Cincinnati Reds fan or a Pittsburgh Pirates mm-hmm. fan or an Anaheim Angels fan. You 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 you're more focused on what you see right here as opposed to what could be. Yeah. I, I really think if even if you compare the success of the Cardinals to highest spending, most successful franchises in baseball since John Mozeliak took over, his resume stacks up very well to the Yankees, to the Mets, to the Dodgers. The, the Giants had those three championships, but actually when you look at uh, well, let's just give the Giants the, the benefit of that uh-huh. out there. Uh, Cubs, Red Sox, since Moe started, have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. They've won multiple World Series, but they've also, I, I believe, let's see, they since Moe started in 08, uh, they, they won in eight, 13 and 18, but they've also finished in last place in their division three times. Here's a text from the uh, 314. Speaking of the Mo extension, I would rather have a money-conscious GM and have a good farm and development system and consistently make it a red October than essentially blow your load on the uncertainty of players. The players may be great on paper, like Soto, but can they truly live up to the hype day in and day out? And I think there's a balance there. The Cardinals have expensive guys in Arenado and Goldie, but the goal of the franchise has been since Bill DeWitt took over is to have multiple stars and then supplement your young players with those stars. And I think the Cardinals do, in general, a really good job of that. Uh, from the 573, I wonder if all these people who complain about winning work as hard at their jobs, and do they even know how hard it is to work to be successful as the Cardinals do? And the Cardinals, I, I will give them credit. They've got 400 employees over there. They did, as Claves mentioned, start the analytics movement. They do work pretty hard, and they do understand how to go about getting to the playoffs. And my old line is this people talk about playoff participation trophies I still have yet to see the World Series champion that didn't make the playoffs I, I don't think it happens I, mm-hmm. I think you have to make the playoffs and in order to win a championship Randy you got to mm-hmm. be there in order to have an opportunity what, what the lotto you say you can't play if you, you can't win if you don't play that, that, that yeah. was the old yeah, model right. for, for, for the, the lottery the lottery yeah, yeah. You, you have to be in the in the tournament to have a chance to win it as I said before I think this team Last season was a, was a disappointment. I, I, I don't think any of us will uh, disagree that we didn't like the way that it ended because we felt like there was more there. There was more meat on that bone uh, for the Cardinals to continue to play, but they didn't, they didn't perform well enough to win, a, to, to win that series or to win a championship. I think when you look at the roster this year, you have a lot of the players that have coming back. Obviously, you lose Pujols and you lose Molina. Those guys were older. They, they, were, they were maybe a step slower, just not, you know, Pujols had a great season, but their, their their time was done. I think you have additions that will be here that are going to be kind of supplement what you lost in Yadier Molina. You get Wilson Contreras. I think you'll have better bats in the lineup throughout the entirety of the lineup with 
a Jordan Walker, a Juan Yepes who has another year under his belt, Nolan Gorman. You have a lot of guys coming in that are are ready and poised to make make a great make great great plays for a great season this year. Yeah, and that's the thing. They've they've got everything. If they're healthy, they've got everything necessary to be really good. We got a text earlier, and based on your conversation with 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 Claves, I wanted to get your opinion on this. Also, what you alluded to your your previous comments about maybe thinking he was going to retire. Yes, it's awesome, but isn't it concerning that it's only an extension for two years? No, because this is this is a job that takes a lot out. It from the time John Mozeliak took over as the general manager to now, it really is a twenty four seven job. It's it's all the time. And I do. Th- that's why I told Mike I was kind of surprised because I do sense that the time consumption and the stress placed upon a guy that runs a baseball organization like this one is substantial enough so that it can push you out the door. Yeah, I mean, and maybe he he only wanted a couple of years. Maybe that was you know that there were thoughts that if they wanted all, he might be done. Right? That's what Clay said. He thought that that if they did well enough, he might say you know enough is enough. I'm tired. I've done this for a long mm-hmm. time. We don't know what the what the idea was for the contract extension or how many years that maybe that was a mutual agreement that it would only be two years. That those mm-hmm. things happen as well. The fact that he's going to be here in a role, you know what this season is gonna entail, you know what next season is gonna entail. You you have an idea, he has an idea of how to continue to build this roster to build a championship roster. And as I said, I continue to say it, I think they are right on the doorstep of it. Um it all boils down to the pitching. And making sure that people right. stay healthy the entire the entire season, and making sure guys are 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 able to to do their job when the opportunity is presented for them. From the three one four one championship in fifteen years, they have the resources. We are a soft market media, very soft. Dewitt's very lucky to be in this market where they don't get questioned like they should. We deserve better. The sheep here need to continue to be, or the sheep here continue to be satisfied. Would you would you prefer that we were like a a which market is is really Boston is a is a harsh market mm-hmm. on their on yeah. their coaches and their players. Yep. Uh, I think New York is a pretty hard market on their coaches. Brian and their Cashman's players. been in place since 1996. They, they, I'm sure they're I'm sure they get phone calls every day about how frustrated they are that the, yeah. that the that the evil empire hasn't won it every year since then. Um, I think Philadelphia is one of those markets. If you are, and and each one of those markets probably have people that are telling the truth, that are saying, hey, it's hard to win championships. It's not something that you're going to achieve or attain every single year. It's not, it's not uh, a little league basketball or high school football where you can have a run of of ten to twelve years where you're in a championship every single year. It's just. It's too difficult to do that. From the 314, hey, read the negative text and let us listen to the negative mic drops about this smug, arrogant Mosaic. Hey, keep kissing up to Mosaic, you two. Get those free <laughs> tickets. If that works. Uh, hey, listen. If, if that I, works. If, listen, if, I, if they give out free season tickets for, for people that kiss up. I'm in. <laughs> hey, I, I don't know, Randy, you, you haven't gotten your, your check yet. I, I'm we, we, waiting we were, for we it. We were talking about it the other day, the, the check that annual check that you get for being yeah, for, uh, uh, to the Cardinals. Yeah, for being an I'm apologist a Cardinals pol- apologist yeah. you you haven't gotten it yet I have not no you've been doing this for how long uh, well I've, I've been in this business for 40 years almost you've never gotten one huh I still haven't got Dexter <laughs> Fowler made a hell of a lot more from the Cardinals than I did God, and I'm nicer to them than he was what yes 
So there's more no productive. There's no hope for for me to follow. In though we don't get paid to to speak highly. At least you have an agent. <laughs> we can work something in. Hey, gotta make some phone calls. See how this works. Hey, we do appreciate your texts. Thank you very much for being a part of it. And uh, let me see if we can get one more here. So, see if we have. Oh, here we go. Two championships in twenty years. One every ten years. People are ridiculous. These people really have no clue what this man has meant to this organization. That is from the six three six. Thank you very much for all of your texts. Do appreciate them, whether they're positive or negative. We appreciate you listening and being a part of the show because it really does take all kinds. Everybody has an opinion, and we want to get your voice out there. Coming up, we're going to talk to a former Cardinal and now media megastar Xavier Scrub. He's our buddy, and he's next on 101 ESPN. You're back to the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Super Bowl champ, Kerry Davis, Randy Carricker. It is the Opening Drive on 101 ESPN in St. Louis. I was... Pleasantly stunned yesterday when I saw a tweet from our friend Xavier Scruggs, the former Cardinal, who said he'd be shocked if Jordan Walker wasn't the National League Rookie of the Year. And I said to Matthew, I said, we got to get Xavier on the air here to talk about this. And lo and behold, there's Xavier Scruggs on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Xavier, you got us? Yeah, I got you guys. There we are. Hey, uh, I, I loved your tweet. I, I loved your comments about Jordan Walker. What excites you most about Jordan Walker? Well, I, I think, well, first and foremost, good morning, guys. I, I, I'm so excited for the Cardinals and kind of what they've already built up until this point. And I think what Jordan Walker brings as far as being a polished power hitter already in the minor leagues with his ability to get on base um, – we haven't seen a highly touted power prospect like this in a long period of time. And just being able to watch some of the things he did in high A and then how it converted to double A Springfield um, and his ability to go all over the field with the power, that that's something I'm excited to see at, at Bush at some point soon. And I'm hoping that's at the beginning of, of, uh, of the season opening day, because I think if you give this kid a full 162, I think you're ultimately looking at the national rookie of the year and his ability to make adjustments quickly for a power hitter. Hey, Xavier, we were talking last week about really the, the transition from double A AA to triple A to the majors. What would be the biggest thing or the hardest thing for him to overcome in order to be an everyday major league player? Well, I think the one thing, uh, I think there's a couple of things, right? His, his ability to show defensively what he can do in the outfield, um, that's going to be important for him. There, there has to be zero liability when it comes to him playing in the outfield because we understand how important defense is to the Cardinals. And not a lot of huge strikeout guys, a lot of balls are going to be put in play. So you got to play defense. So his ability to transition to the outfield and continue getting better there. And then I think the second thing uh, offensively is just showing the ability to stay with patience, um, not have to feel like he's got to do too much and I think that's what helps him in this lineup is the fact that you already have MVP caliber guys. When you talk about Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, that, that 
already have a lot of the brunt of that pressure on their shoulders. He doesn't have to worry about stepping in and being a, a 25, 30 home run guy. He can just naturally do what he needs to do and continue doing what he's done up until this point. And I think he, he's gonna he's seen some of the best pitching as far as stuff goes in double A. The biggest transition is just being able to hone in on his strike zone once he gets to the major leagues and sees how different pitchers attack him and then how he makes the adjustments off of that. But from what I've seen already is a great sign to, to, to know that he's going to be able to make those adjustments quickly on the fly. Former Cardinal Xavier Scruggs, you need to follow Xavier on Twitter at Xavier underscore Scruggs. He does a fantastic job with social media and the digital space, also on ESPN and MLB Network. And I love listening to you when I'm driving in in the morning on MLB Network Radio. How do you like getting up in the morning to talk ball? <laughs> I, I I love it, honestly, because I think I go to sleep thinking about baseball and I wake up thinking about baseball. So the more that I can talk about it, the the better it is for me. And, and especially when I'm talking about Cardinals baseball. I mean, coming up in the Cardinals organization and being able to see the excellence continue to take place year after year. Now, the one thing I do know is that fans want to see the Cardinals go a little deeper into the postseason as of the last few years, but I, I think that happens this year. The Cardinals are announcing right now that John Mozeliak's getting a two-year contract extension through 2025. What do you think of the job that Mo has done? I, I think it's been amazing. I, I, I think the biggest thing is when you're able to – because he comes from a scouting uh, background, right? So being in scouting at, at age 25 in your mid-20s and getting to the point where he is now at age 54, um, he's seen everything in the game. And I think the one thing that you see from a scouting standpoint, the Cardinals' ability to draft extremely well, get guys that are in the middle rounds and that guys that can and still perform. I, I just Off the roster right now, you think about Lars Newtbar, you think about Brendan Donovan, Ryan Hunt, like even Tommy Edmond, guys that are not necessarily top round guys, but they figured how to get the best talent. And I think that starts with Mo. And then also, I continue to think about some of the trades that he has made. Uh, let's not think about the Sandy Alcantara and Zach Gallen ones, but let's think about <laughs> let's think about Paul Goldsmith and bringing over Nolan Arenado as well. You don't naturally just bring over MVP talent and have them perform the way that they have been able to do in the Cardinals organization easily. So I, I think those things have to be said for and the continued success when it comes to playoffs. Um, every other organization wishes they could have that. And it's not a surprise that you see Mo get this extension. And by the way, yes, they did trade Alcantara and Gallon, but they had Alcantara and Gallon, which says something, right? Right, right, exactly, exactly. So it's all about, there's so much from a scouting uh, development standpoint, all those things come into play, and and knowing how to use the resources that you have as well um, under ownership. Hey, Xavier, you talked about having Arenado and, and Goldie here and the importance of having a Jordan Walker. It's my opinion that when you have older guys, MVP candidate type players like those two, and then you have younger studs coming into the into the lineup as well, that's a recipe for a championship team. Do you agree with that? I mean, there's no other greater feeling as a young as a young player, and you guys know too. Like you're coming into an environment in which you're trying to feel comfortable. All you have to do is look at two of the top players in all of baseball, and they'll show you the right way to go about things. They'll show you how to be comfortable. I heard Jordan Walker uh, had an interview. I want to say yesterday or the day before getting to the facility in West Palm. 
and he's already he's already working out with some of the guys and I think that was the most exciting thing for him is seeing the way that these guys work and them being able to talk about things from a communication standpoint and how to get better as a young player, what to expect. So I think you're, you're right on board with that, but I think that doesn't just, that's not just Goldie and Aaron. I think it comes along with, you think about Wilson Contreras and him Mm -hmm. coming over from the Cubs and, and and him having the opportunity to to, uh, win a world series over there. And then you think about um, the pitching staff. When you look at Wayno, I remember, when I first got to the big leagues, those guys that have been there and had the experience, it's easy to make the transition just from watching those guys and listening and, and being in the room with those guys because they will not steer you the wrong way, and, they, and they're and they all about success and excellence. So he has the perfect example. And that's also the reason why I feel like he needs to be on the opening day roster. And you need to get a guy. I know Mason Wynn may not be ready in 2023, but uh, late call up in September, those are the guys that you need to have here so that they can learn from those older guys because you don't know how much more time those guys have. Yeah, I mean, the importance of it is, is huge, but I also look at, let, let's be real, right? You, uh, Tyler O'Neill, we, we may not know what to expect from him. Does he mm-hmm. bounce back? Um, the same thing goes for Dylan Carlson. What are we going to expect from him as well? So I think guys have, having a, another option there, and especially within the DH role too, it, Jordan Walker can fill that DH role as well. I think that it gives you more options and more depth as an offense and as a defense to figure out, okay, which guys are clicking? Which guys do I need to give a, give a break to? Which guys ha- have been able to figure it out? I think Jordan Walker will allow those guys to do that and give you some more versatility from an offensive standpoint. Xavier Scruggs, before we let you go, you had up on Twitter this morning, you retweeted the Ken Rosenthal uh, report that Michael Walker has signed with the Padres. Should the Cardinals have been in on or signed Michael Walker, and what do you think he brings to the Padres? I think, first and foremost, the Cardinals should always be in on depth. I think that that's huge. I mean, anybody that's watched the Cardinals games, you you can't always assume every five starters to be healthy throughout the course of a season. So we've we've seen it with Flaherty, we've seen it with Mats. Um, you know, even even Wayne you know, has had his issues and Miles Michaelis. But look, I think. What they have right now going into spring training is, is extremely good, especially if Flaherty stays healthy. Uh, the, obviously, the bullpen is, is on point, but I think Michael Waka, what he did last year shows you that he's found a way to use that 93 instead of using the 96, 95, 96. He can use the 93, get the ground balls, get the weak contact, um, go deeper in the ball games. He knows how to keep guys off balance. I think and seeing him have one of his best years allows him to go into that, that San Diego camp with some confidence, knowing he's going to get offensive support as well. So I think that's big for their depth. Um, you know, they were looking at a fourth, fifth starter trying to figure out, okay, is it going to be Nick Martinez? Is it going to be Seth Lugo? Now it gives them an opportunity to have a six-man rotation and save guys like you Darvish, Blake Snell, and Joe Musgrove going into the latter part of the season. You speak about the depth of the Cardinals. Were you surprised at all that they did not go after or try to resign Jose Quintana? I, I mean, I'm surprised that they didn't actually add the, the starting pitching depth somewhere from a free agent standpoint um, in, in general. I just thought that that might have been something that they did. Um, 
but at the same time, I see them giving guys some opportunities. I can't, I can't knock that. Uh, but another thing, too, is we always understand, and this is what Mo is good at, too, is evaluating the first part of the season and then seeing where he needs to add during trade deadline. We saw it with Montgomery last year. That's one area I think that, that he has done an extremely good job at, so you cannot discount that he'll be able to do something during the middle of the season. Xavier Scruggs, always good to hear your voice. Thanks so much for the time. Have a happy Valentine's Day, and we will talk to you very soon. I appreciate you guys. Keep up the good work. Thanks, my man. That is the terrific Xavier Scruggs, former Cardinal, who's just, a, like I said, he's a, he's a media megastar now, and we love having him on the air here on 101 ESPN. That's Kerry. I'm Randy. Coming up, some things we love about sports, and I have a story for you about something that happened to me on Valentine's Day one time. That's next on 101 ESPN. You're back to the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Sometimes the contest can be more than Stuart Scott reports. The pride, the grace, the dignity. And that's why Justin Timberlake at the 2008 ESPYs. Guys, every year on Valentine's Day, I ask for your indulgence to tell a little story just to hopefully help somebody out. And so I'm going to tell the story right now. 11 years ago, right now, I was on an operating table at St. Luke's and my chest was probably literally out of my my uh, or my heart was out of my chest. They cracked my sternum open and prepared me for a, a quadruple bypass. Let me take you back. Second half of 2010, whenever I would go for a walk or a bike ride, I'd feel a click in my chest. It was right in my heart area. And I didn't think anything of it. I was 49 years, 48 years old at the time. I honestly didn't think anything of it. I would go 10 minutes on the bike, be warmed up, and I would be fine. And this thing started to get more and more severe. And I'm walking into a football game on December 19th. Rams were getting ready to play the Chiefs. I was doing the pregame. And I was completely out of breath, and I had to stop, and I had to actually sit down and catch my breath and then walk into the dome. I thought, you know, this is probably something I should go see a doctor about. I, I didn't smoke. I didn't have any real medical issues before that. And so I went and saw my primary doctor. He said, hey, let's get you a stress, stress test just to see what happens. I go in to take a stress test the following Thursday, and a stress test, they put you on a treadmill and they just keep raising the intensity of the treadmill about five minutes in. I'm feeling fine. Mm. But the uh, the therapist pounds the button on the on the treadmill, stops it. It was like an FBI raid. There were 20 people in the room within a second. Mm. And I'm in the outpatient area at St. Luke's. If you know it, it's across 141 from the hospital. And they said, we got to get you to the hospital. I said, but I feel fine. I'm fine. Can I drive across? They said, no, we're putting you in an ambulance. Put me in an ambulance to go across the street. So they take me in, and uh, I met my cardiologist, the fabulous Dr. Morty Rinder. And as a, he is putting a stent in me on Christmas Eve of 2010, I am actually watching the stent being installed. It's unbelievable. They put you on a local, and there's a wire going up through your mm-hmm. body, and they install the stent. And as this is happening, I'm talking to the nurse about the value of red wine for the heart. So I, I remember it. So the stent is fine. I, I miss one game against the 49ers. I, it was a Christmas game. Then I came back for the final and I was fine. Fast forward 
11 months, January of 2012. And I'm on the treadmill working out. My doctor said, hey, I want you to do 40 minutes of cardio a day. So I'm on the treadmill and I feel a burning sensation in my heart. This is right before the Super Bowl. And so I call Dr. Rinder and I say, hey, I just want you to know that this is happening. He said, come in and see me. They do an EKG. Everything is fine. He said, let's do this. It was right before the Super Bowl. He said, go to the Super Bowl, take it easy, and then we'll put you on a stress test when you come back. I said, fine. Blew through the stress test when I came back after the Super Bowl. But Dr. Rinder found an irregularity in the stress test. So he brings me in to put another stent in. And this time they can't stent it because it's right at the Widowmaker. So I'm out this time. And I wake up and they're talking about uh, doing uh, surgery on me. And I'm thinking surgery. He says, yeah, well, we just couldn't do the stent with where your blockage is. So I want to do a 50-year fix for you. And my wife says, does it have to be 50? (laughs) (laughs) So I I was on a blood thinner from the previous uh, situation, the previous event. And so on February 9th, I go into the hospital. February 14th is when I had my quadruple bypass surgery. And then I had to stay in the hospital for another five days. And I have felt magnificent ever since. And it's something that can kill you. Dr. Rinder told mm-hmm. me when I first went in, when, when I got the scent, he said, hey, he says this to a sports guy. He said, you were in Daryl Kyle territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I could have been gone within 24 hours. I could have not been here. And then I had the bypass and I get this 50 year fix. And so it took me a few days, as you, I've told you, I missed 17 days of yeah. work, came back and I felt great ever since, but I've always wanted to tell this story every year because I did my rehab to a T. I did everything the doctors and the rehabilitation experts at St. Luke's told me to do. And one day I'm in rehab and I see a guy, I still can see him now, white hair, big, tall, thin guy uh, wearing a Mizzou sweatsuit, Mizzou sweatpants and, and jacket. He said, hey, you Randy Carriker? I said, yeah. He said, hey, I want you to know something. You told that story about your heart problem on Valentine's Day, and I was feeling the same thing, and I went to my doctor, and you saved my life. Mm. Wow. So I I do this every year because I was only 49 at the time. Mm. You could be in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. But if you feel a pain in your chest or you feel something that might indicate a symptom of a heart issue, a cardiac event, get to your doctor. Because I spent six months without going to a doctor, and I was in Daryl Kyle territory. Yeah. Then when I came back the next time, I was golden. I was fine. And I obviously had the bypass, but I have been spectacular ever since, and I, I've felt great. And I want everybody out in Radioland, everybody that's listening, I want you here. I want you to be able to listen to us. I want you to be able to text in. I want you to be able to go to games and spend your life with your family. And you can't if you don't go to a doctor to save yourself. So that's my Valentine's Day. And obviously, if you're going to have heart surgery, what better day to have it than on Valentine's Day? And so I I just want to tell that story every year. And I I appreciate the indulgence and the fact that People do listen, and I was able to at least affect one person. This is always the question I have whenever you ask this, because this is the fascinating part of the story to me. Can you explain what the clicking feeling when you it, were driving it, when you were riding the bike yeah, was it, like? It just felt like it, it felt like and think about like a a bic lighter. Think about mm-hmm. lighting a bic lighter. It felt like a, a bic lighter was being. That was just kind of the clicking, yeah, yeah, of of lighting a lighter. But then I'd be 10 minutes into a ride, go away completely. And so I didn't think, I thought it was because I was drinking Mountain Dew. I didn't know. (laughs) I thought it was heartburn. And so I had no idea. And that was my second question. Is, is, and this might be a stupid one for somebody who's already had it, but like, 
what's the difference between having a little like bad, like having a really bad day of heartburn and then that burning sensation you got in in February? I thought I was fine. I really did. There's I, no, I had there's no, no difference between no, those two. No, That's crazy. No, That's and scary. so uh, that was and. I can't thank Dr. Rinder enough, and then Dr. Cordy Cordes, who who did the bypass surgery, and uh, it, it is amazing what medical science can do if you will let them do it. And that's yeah. just that, that's my biggest piece of advice: if you don't feel right, utilize your doctor, and they they can they can obviously save lives. I know there's some people out there today because of the way I'm talking about John Mosaic saying. Damn it, Doctor Rinder! <laughs> Why'd you have to do that? But but no. here we are. We're we're in this place, yeah. and uh, uh, so happy happy Valentine's Day, and uh, and take care of your heart because your loved ones want you Please around. Please do. Yeah, I just I just imagine you, your wife looks over. You just does a little quick math. See, I told him fifty years is just too like, like yeah, they could have done like oh, a man. thirty-five it's, year it's, fix. It's para- <laughs> for her. It's paradise by the dashboard light, man. It's uh, uh, until I end my time with you. So, no, not really. So, anyway, I just I, I appreciate the indulgence, and I would appreciate if you do have any issues that you you get to a doctor. And thanks again. Uh, we, we've had Doctor Rinder in studio to talk, and I always like to go over to their uh, cardiac step-down unit on Valentine's Day and bring some. Some cupcakes or something by the the to the nurses over there. My nurse was a Red Wings fan. Ooh. Oh, of all things. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was kind of ruined the experience. Did you think at any moment that was yeah. a plant for a fan that you had punched in the face? <laughs> it very well could have been. There you go. Yeah. So that was not somebody. She she got a kick out of. Uh, so they they shave your chest, but they also like do the the wax uh-huh. thing. She got a kick out of that. <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, Carrie, Randy, Matthew, coming up rock and roll on 101 ESPN. You're back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Let's rock. Let's rock today. One other quick note about when I was in the hospital. Whitney Houston died. Oh, no. Yeah, that was 2012. 2012, uh, February 12th of 2012. Bad swimmer, but great singer. Oh, Randy. 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 Randy's holding back the, the, his favorite joke of all time, and I appreciate him for not getting anybody fired today by telling that joke. Oh, I got another air. one. No, you want to get fired? No, you don't. No, no. Gonna get fired. Okay. I don't, don't even know what today. it is, nope, so I, nope. I'll pass. Nope, nope. We're going to pivot to something. So, uh, Kyrie Irving is down in Dallas. We're going to go something less controversial than Randy, which is Kyrie freaking Irving, if that tells you anything about what's about to happen here. So, anyhow, he's now played two games with the Dallas Mavericks. He's scored, uh, averaged over 30 points across those two games. I believe it was 28 in the first game and then 35 in the second game. But they have lost both games by a, combi- by a combined eight points. Here was Kyrie Irving last night explaining what went wrong with the Dallas Mavericks' final possession. Man, I'm still trying to emotionally recover, man. Goodness, still so raw. Oh, man. Um, I would have liked to at least get a shot up. Um, you know, obviously, with Luca taking it in the backcourt, um, kind of on that steal attempt, it, it messed up our spacing a bit. We were going for a quick two. That was the plan. 
uh, didn't end up going that way, and I should have just gave Luca a little bit more spacing. Um, and then I thought I had a shot attempt on the second time he drove and kick, and then I was expecting Theo to be in a spot, and it's just end of the clock and. Um, adrenaline's running high. Anything could happen. So I, I've got to get a, a shot up, if anything, or, or allow Luca to have some space to get a shot. And hmm, seems like they're not, you know, coalescing too too quickly after the trade. And yeah, I'd say getting a shot up when you're down in the last few seconds seems like a pretty good priority. Yeah, it, it's important. Well, it's important to get a shot up when you're losing. Um, the yeah, I think it's still early. That's Luca's first or second game back after the injury. Uh, Kyrie's been there for a few games. They'll, they'll figure it out. And they, they, they both said, I think Kyrie said they were both, he was trying to get Luka a shot. Luka was trying to get him a shot. At the end of the quarter, end of periods, end of games, they'll figure out who deserves the shot. It'll be the guy that's open. And they'll they'll make the most of it. I think this is going to be a good team. I think Luka has needed a, a 1B type of player with him because Kyrie is that. And so I think they'll be okay. Kyrie's smiling. That's, he, it sounds happy. happy. Yeah, yeah. You can meet, he's, got a, I mean, he's got a he's got a tour at the book depository Randy, tomorrow. He's, he's a, giddy. He's giddy as all get out. There's also no state taxes in Texas. Well, that helps. Yeah, yeah. It helps a lot. Can you? I, I'm not a big Jason Kidd fan as a coach. Really? Kerry Davis? No, I, I think he's a terrible coach. I mean, just, hmm. like look what he did in Milwaukee, and then look what look what happened as soon as Budenholzer takes over and puts in a real offense. Uh, and that's because they they're a hundred million dollar center still on the bench playing as a backup Christian Wood. I don't get it. They've been doing it the entire season. This is why I don't believe in the Dallas Mavericks. This is why I don't believe in Jason Kidd. Couldn't even figure out Giannis. At this point, I don't think he's figured out the, the team around Luka. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rolling with the Dallas Mavericks. I, I would still, if I had, if it was a series between them and a healthy Golden State Warriors, uh, I'm taking the Warriors. Well, if the Warriors decide to play defense, they'll be well, okay. I assume Gary Payton second doesn't need a, yeah. you know, five, 15 shots in his legs no. to be healthy is what I'm saying. He's going to not play to the playoffs. I, I would say that the reason why I do like Jason Kidd is because he was able to call out Luka. I think it was last year or the year before when Luka wasn't playing defense. Luka wasn't in shape to play defense. He, was, he, he held him accountable, which if you are going to be a good coach and, and survive in any league, any professional league, you have to be able to hold your, your stars accountable for their play, their inaction, their actions. And if you're able to do that, you generally are going to have a pretty good team. When you are unwilling to hold your stars accountable, it's not going to go well for you. So I think just based off of that, I think he's going to be okay. It's not good. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I disagree, but I may, you might have to put out another well, bet today. You also think. Don't, don't okay. bring up. Wait. Kobe Bryant has nothing to do with this Kobe topic. Kobe Bryant has everything to do with this topic. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I can't win for losing against you. Gotta have a little fun with some Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic, and like, somehow it comes like back to Kobe Bryant. It's always gonna come back to Kobe Bean Bryant. Always, you gotta always give Kobe his love. His his his. He he deserves more than what you gave him, Rock. I'll just leave it at that. I, I just I, I, I <laughs> tried to have some fun, you know. You brought up a topic, I answered the question, overrated, and all of a sudden I'm the, I'm the, I'm the villain who doesn't know basketball. You are okay. you are definitely a villain. You know basketball, but you are a villain. <laughs> yes, yes, nonetheless. Clip that off and use it you, for, forever now. You, just the you know basketball. Just the you know basketball. You know basketball. You can ignore the other parts. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> we have Blues hockey tonight against the Panthers. Pre-game at 6, action at 7 with Curbs and Joey here on 101 ESPN. Looking forward to that. Mo has his extension. I'm sure we'll have sound from Mo throughout the day and tomorrow morning here on 101 ESPN. The Cardinals are getting things underway, and so we'll have a lot of reaction from Jupiter for you. And 
We also have Valentine's Day. I hope you tuned in for Ask Uncle Randy this morning. Have a have a fun Valentine's Day for you and yours and your loved one. And hey, spend a day just loving others. Oh. You know what? And here's the thing. If you're a woman out there, we talked to a lot of guys about getting the girl some flowers. If, you, if you're a woman out there, you know, yeah. he likes candy, too. Yeah. Your guys That's all gifts. I'm saying. Yeah. Get, a, get, a, get him a thing of beef jerky. I don't know. <laughs> What's the male equivalent of candy hey, in this just, situation? Uh, get, him, get him a little yeah, bit. Just, no, Grand, they, Grandy, they, God they know, bless they, they know. They know. Just give him a little candy. Yeah. <laughs> Look candy. And have a great night. <laughs> it's like it's like throwing to the fullback. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> He's always open in the class. I understand that. Ryder, can we can we get Michelle on 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 the board here so she can yell at Randy? This is this is just Randy. Thank you, Randy. Unbelievable. Thank you, Randy. Uh, And CD, this has been fun. And uh, we'll be back at it tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in, texting in, and being a part of the show. Till tomorrow morning at seven. Have a great Valentine's Day, St. Louis. That's right. You've been listening to the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN and ESPN.com. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers.